Ladies and gentlemen, you're good timing with the good timing buds. I'm Austin. And I'm Kevin. Welcome to the show. So, uh, we're going to play a little Would You Rather for our opening segment. Let's kick it off. <clears throat> Alright, so my first Would You Rather is Would You Rather Live in Isolation, like in the woods or something, mm-hmm. or live in civilization, but like the most annoying person you could think of is always around you? Second one's basically how I live now. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's the six most annoying people you can think yeah, of. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <coughs> say the second one again. You live in like in normal civilization, uh-huh. but the most annoying person you can think of is always around you. If I'm thinking of the most annoying person I can think of, which I probably should be doing, uh, that's pretty tough. Like... Like every time you're having a conversation, they're a part of it. Hey, 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 what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, I, part of me has always wanted to live in isolation. Yeah. Just because it seems like a interesting badass. way to live. Yeah. Like yeah. Kind of badass, but just like, like pack up with like a shitload of books and like some hunting equipment and go out and live. Yeah. And that's that sounds pretty good, but I I like to have a good time too much and I I like as much as I dislike people I like people. I know as much as you dislike people it would suck to not have them. Like, yeah. Around. So. It's it's something that people don't think about a lot. It's like how necessary other people are to your happiness. And your as much as the yeah, as much as those people bug you, like they're part of what keeps you together. Yeah. Like, cause you only know where you are when you do it in relation to where everybody else is. Yeah. And dude, that'd be weird. That'd be that'd be a fucking trip to do that for like a year or something. Yeah. Just go out and just. Fucking yeah! Bring a bunch of books, make your like chop your own fucking fire, like just like it, you have a cabin or something. Obviously. Yeah. Well, I thought about going backpacking for a week just by myself, but now it's getting where it's gonna be shitty where I'd like to go backpacking. So it's probably out for a little while. Yeah. It is getting shitty quick. All right, what's your first one? <coughs> oh. <clears throat> My first one is, would you rather live forever or die in the next five minutes? Let's say at the end of this podcast. That's a tough one because I think living forever would be pretty shitty. Living forever sounds like it sucks. You have to watch everything. It would literally be the loneliest feeling on the world while being surrounded by everyone. Yeah. Because you know that you're going to outlive all of them. Yeah, it's like... It's just like meeting people that you love sincerely and then... They're going to die again. And it just keeps happening. Yeah. And with every single generation that it happens to, just life gets a little shittier. Yeah. You probably eventually just feel nothing. I think you'd have to go die at the end of this podcast. I think you'd have to go. You you could say whatever you want. I think I would go die at the end of this podcast because... Go out on top. From everything I believe, death sounds pretty peaceful. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't fucking know. I've never died. Little rush of DMT and then lights out. And then lights out. I mean, that sounds maybe. pretty good. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, man? Well, maybe I come back as a fucking eagle. It's weird enough to be here in the first place. You say. You Here's know. the thing: if I live forever, I could never be an eagle. 
If I die at the end of this podcast, there's at least a chance. Slim as it may be, I could come back as a fucking eagle. That's true. So I think I'm going to go with that one. I think being a bird, dude, every time I'm at work just driving a tractor and I'm just fucking pissed off, I always just look (laughs) at fucking birds flying by and it's Uh like, God damn it, that looks so fucking cool. Yeah. Just be able to fly. Just take off. I think a bird would be, a bird of prey would be the best animal to be reincarnated as. Over, yeah. Or a big cat. Big cat would be cool, but you're, but yeah, birds aren't confined to the ground, which is yeah. pretty sweet. Like they're in, they're a completely wild animal, but they can fly and get away from everything. Yeah, like immediately, other than other birds. Yeah, and if you're a bird of prey, most of them don't attack. Yeah, they're pretty much fine. Yeah, they're just like raptors with feathers. Yeah, dude, they're fucking majestic. Sweet, dude. What if you were like a fucking goose though? Goose. That would suck. Geese are so fucking dumb. Geese are fucking dumb. Alright, what's your next one for me? Alright. Speaking of flying. Sure. Would you rather never be able to listen to music again, but you can fly? Or, like, you can just fly. Or, would you rather be able to listen to music fine, but it always sounds like it's coming through radio static? So I can... Never listen to music, but fly. But fly, or be able to. So in in none of these scenarios do I just get to listen to music. No, because I know you like music, so I'm taking it away from you. Yeah, okay. But would you rather have music through radio static, or not have music but you can fly? <coughs> yeah, how does that apply though? If I'm at like a, like a concert, or if like I'm just at a bar and there's a jukebox playing. Uh, you can't hear that. You could hear a concert, I guess. I don't give a shit. If I can hear a concert, I'll fly. You can't hear a concert. With you. There's no music with you to fly. Live music, though, you can hear without static. All right. <clears throat> I guess I gotta go the music one. You're giving up flying that easy? I've never had flying. I have that's had true. music. That's true. I think I would choose to be able to fly. Really? I think so. Yeah. That's a close second. It's not a it's not <laughs> a bad choice. I know. Alright, what's your last one? Alright. Let's see what we got here. Would you rather Yes. Hold on, what's this? I'm going to ask you two. All right. Because we've got two good ones here. All right. Number one, would you rather be an ugly genius or a hot moron? I know my answer immediately. I think I do. What's yours? I pick ugly genius. Why? In my head. Why? Because that's better. Is it? Yeah. Name a genius that's happy. Bill Gates. Well, he is a genius. You don't know how he feels. That's true. But I mean, typically... People who the smarter you are, the tougher it is to just like live life. Yeah, but because the more you know, you know, I would. Pick, what What do you gain by knowing more, though? Ultimately, nothing. So, I would rather know than not. Like I enjoy knowing the things I know, and I enjoy learning more things. Yeah. Uh, maybe some better speaking skills should be the next thing but, I'm looking into. Um, but instead, you'd rather just be good looking and dumb as fuck. Yeah, you know why? You have those people don't have real friends. Those people have nothing to offer anybody. 
It, well, I mean, it depends on your definition of a moron. Well, yeah. But the I'm way talking, that I see I'm it... I'm talking like I'm a fucking moron. I get, the way that I see it is just like, that's sort of an ignorance is bliss and everybody wants to fuck you. I mean, like, you don't realize that you're dumb. Like, you just like you just live a life. You don't... Your thoughts aren't yeah, constantly but, in the way. You're not worrying yourself about things that are important but not really to you. Like, that won't ultimately affect you. Like, it's, I, it's enjoyable to think about, you know, far out things, but if that's not something that even, like, crosses your consciousness, and you just get to live as a good-looking, but dumb, you're not burdened with kind of the... Every day, just like... Yeah. Like... I would still rather be smart. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a fair argument, but, like, you, you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Like, most it's geniuses, like, like, real geniuses... The, the term tortured genius is a, is a very real term. Yeah. Like, well, that's you because don't the get more genius you, without some madness. The more you know, the more you just realize how fucked everything is. I know. That's why, like... But to me, I find that fun. I find that funny. You do. Like, yeah. Like, you, that's... I would we said rather, a genius, though. I would rather be a fucking genius than fucking dumb. Every time. All right. I think that's the first thing that pops in my head when you ask me that question. My that it, it went that was my first thought as well, but you know that's kind of your instinct thought. But yeah. then if you kind of let it settle in for a second, you kind of go, "It sucks being smart because you know too much and you can't do anything about ninety nine percent of it." You know. Yeah. But- You're burdened with these things that you haven't accomplished. There's all these different things, and then a hot moron just has to worry about, you know, what flip flops he's gonna wear that day. Like, that's a simple, that's a simple life as any. And it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean it does, but I'm not necessarily saying it's preferable, but I think I pick it. It definitely has some fucking perks. It's I... just too much thinking. In the other one, like thinking is very important, but at a certain point, it's just too much. Yeah. And uh, you know, there you go. You have to fucking train yourself to stop thinking sometimes. Well, that's the whole point of meditation. That's why, like, mostly smart people meditate. Yeah. That's why I smoke weed. <laughs> no, that's a that's an integral part, dude. You know it is. Yeah. That's what you got your far out ideas. I uh this is really off topic and not even really for the audience here. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Went to the doctor today. I mean bad health on the ankle. X rays came back. I'm good to go. So you can start just running marathons again, huh? Well, I mean, I should probably build up to it. Yeah. So I like start with uh start with a five K. He was just like, Yeah, you don't have to come back and I was like, Sick. And the term he used was unrestricted free agent ability or something damn so anyways a little FF let's talk about the last um I was trying to remember if you asked me one or two that ugly genius and handsome that one actually went it it went more interesting than I expected it to allegedly allegedly I mean (laughs) we thought that was gonna be interesting the whole time yeah okay would you rather have your thoughts broadcasted so that everyone will always know what you are thinking while you are thinking oh, it? Oh, no. Or 
Never be allowed to wear clothes, but keep your thoughts to yourself. What the fuck? I That's think, a real dilemma. I th- I don't think it is, and I'll tell you why. I'd rather be naked physically than naked mentally. Where I can't keep anything to myself. Alright. I think I'd rather be naked mentally. Yeah, I'll you tell can you why. fix physically. You can fix mentally. No, you fucking can't. Kevin, Kevin, you easily can. Dude, you telling me, I don't know if it starts at this moment or since the day you were born, but I think you learn pretty quickly, you'd have to, at how to keep your mind calm. I think after a number of years, yeah, you may have a couple incidents. But then you you're going to have a couple have, incidents. When can you ever have normal thoughts again? You can't. When you're alone? Yeah. No, fuck that. Dude, I would much you, rather be able to think. How open would now. how open would you be to people at that point, though? Uh, very too much, because my thoughts are broadcast. That's that is horrible. I would get sexual harassment so quickly. You would if you were naked. I can't fix that, dude. I can't wear clothes. So what are you gonna do? Wear a sign. I'll just be naked. Sorry that yeah. I'm naked. I, they are going to throw me in jail and they're going to put a jumpsuit on me and what's going to happen? You're going to get raped. It's going to burn because I can't wear clothes. So then they'll be like, well, this guy's a fucking warlock and they'll let me out. That's an interesting theory. So then what? You live in the woods? I'm probably in a psych ward at that point. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to change mine because it just means that I can go live in the woods. You're naked? Yeah. I mean, That's hey. pretty good. You get a loincloth, you can become Tarzan. Write a book. But if I, I've changed my answer. That's a great yeah, one. That no, sounds awesome. See. All right. Fascinating. Fascinating. This is a fascinating topic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coming up on the show? Yeah, there we go. Okay. We're going to talk uh, a little bit of Halloween. It was Halloween weekend over here. Yes, it was. And uh, we got some stories to tell. Yeah, we do. Uh, we are going to talk... Parenting. We're going to talk parenting from the perspective of two early, <laughs> not really early 20s dudes. Mid 20s, not uh, thinking about kids. Not yet. thinking about kids. Opinion on how it's going to go. How we when think you parent. parenting will go. We're aware that it's going to be painfully wrong. If you are a parent, you heads up. Yeah. Um, we're also going to have our musical guest, Austin B. Sweeney, back for another visit. Uh, always love having him on. And uh, we're going to tell you our story is going to be about Halloween 2017. Just happened uh, less Saturday. than a week ago. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That yeah. was fun. Close Valley 2017. You know it. So, yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, but first, a uh, word from our sponsors. The only thing we have to fear is the good time and buds. And fear. Welcome to the good time and buds house of fear. <laughs> Your body may survive, but you will never be the same. One trip through the house of fear is the psychological equivalent of what experts have begun to call a triple Vietnam. So, what are you afraid of? Ghosts, ghouls, and goblins? Nope. Vampires, clowns, and serial killers? No siree. What we give you is real fear. Upon entrance of the House of Fear, we will take a quick scan of your brain as you proceed through the house. 
Each room will represent your greatest fears. It is a psychedelic journey through a maze of mystery, anxiety, and random electrical fires due to poor construction. Once you enter, the only way out is through completion of the maze. You may escape the house, but you'll never escape your fear. The Good Time at Bud's House of Fear. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to talk to you now about Halloween. Uh, Halloween is one of my favorite holidays because it goes through different stages of being fun. Uh-huh. Like when you're a kid, it's fun because you go trick-or-treating and you get candy. Yep. And when you're like in junior high, it's fun because like you hang out with chicks and watch scary movies. Yeah. And then in high school, it's fun because you go to parties and shit. Yeah. And then in college, it's fun because... The party's college and kick ass. Oh, I mean, you're in college and it's Halloween. Yeah, like the, I mean, there's not really a better combination in terms of like the way people dress. College kids chicks. go hard on Halloween. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Well, uh, and then I think once you have kids, it probably just you only enjoy it because I think it become do. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, like I feel like most parents wouldn't want to go trick or treating. Wonder how that's gonna come up in our parenting segment. Well, it's gonna get weird. But yeah, I mean, uh, but Halloween is just fun at every would, stage of life. I want this to be a parenting question, and I can't ask it, but it relates to it when we're talking about ages. We're gonna have to skip it. I'll yeah. bring it back later. Um. Anyways, I think it would be, it could be enjoyable. To what? Be parent. What age is it in a, what age, what age is it appropriate to quit trick or treating? That is a great question. 13? It depends. It doesn't really depend. I mean, it's... I think... when What age is 13? Like, 6th grade, maybe? I mean, maybe you should stop the second you hit any teen. Any teen, yeah. I mean, I mean that kind of makes sense. You stop at 12? Yeah, but there's some fucking dorky 13-year-olds that probably could trip or trip. Like, I don't know. Well, it's not a hard and fast rule. They're not going to get you, arrested. It depends on if you actually, like, dress up and, like, fucking... Put some effort in. Yeah. Like, if I get some 13-year-old that's just dressed as a skater punk and, like, you didn't put any effort into it, I'm not giving that kid any candy. But if I see, like, a 13-year-old Spider-Man, I'll put him in candy. Yeah. They, like, actually try. Uh, I mean, you're not going to deny anybody candy, I don't think. I'll deny a punk kid candy, for sure. That's what's nice about living here. That's how like... I establish my dominance, is by denying young punk kids candy. Way to establish your dominance. Yeah, Those kids fucking gotta be scared. Way tougher than them. <laughs> like way tougher. Uh, Pretty tough. I like... Like, uh, I went to lunch uh, the other day, or it was on Halloween, and, uh, you know, all the wait staff was dressed up. And holidays are cool, especially ones where people dress up, uh, which yeah. is pretty much just that one. But... It permeates everywhere you go. Like, it's so all-encompassing en- that everywhere you go, somebody's wearing a costume. I heard so many people bitching about people wearing costumes in public. Why? It's like, fuck you. That's fun. Why if would anybody complain about that? wants to have fun, let them fucking have fun. Yeah. Halloween is so fucking fun because you get to literally dress up as whatever you can think of. Yeah. 
It's so badass. Who is anybody to tell you no? And no, they don't do it any other day of the year. There's one day of the year yeah. that they ask to do it, and it's Halloween. Yeah. Why would anybody get on their case? Yeah. And there's nothing better than a Halloween party. We're, yeah. With like a costume contest. There's nothing better than that. Dude, there's no... Halloween's the best because you've got a built-in opening line. What are you wearing? Or, you know, you're, maybe you're wearing something unique and somebody comes up and yeah. asks you. Like, it's a pretty sweet deal for parties. Halloween is a gold mine for good times. Yeah. It sucks when, like, this year was on a Tuesday. So you just had to celebrate on Saturday. But yeah. It doesn't really it's, matter. It doesn't matter. Everybody still wears their... Especially in Corvallis. Everybody still wears their costumes. Yeah. What do you think about people, like, culturally appropriating costumes? I think <laughs> we know what I think about people doing clothing. I don't give a shit, dude. That's so funny. And I get stupid. it. I'm white. I, I got privilege. Yeah. I got all this bullshit that everybody tells me that I have. Check. You don't get your check in the mail for being white every month? <sighs> Not recently, dude. You gotta I think talk to cut off my mail. You gotta talk to someone. I gotta talk to somebody. They're probably gonna be white and it's gonna go great. <laughs> They're probably gonna give me a medal when I go. They're probably gonna give me a medal. It's some sort of trophy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Halloween is literally for kids to dress up as whatever they want to be. Oh yeah, that's what we we're talking How, about. Why the fuck would anyone get offended by what somebody wants to dress up as for Halloween? Yeah. How is that offensive to you? And I mean, cultural appropriation. There is such a thing as positive cultural appropriation. Yeah. Like Asian people love when <laughs> I don't want to speak for all of them. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I heard somewhere that typically oh, it was about uh <laughs> it was about Katy Perry uh wearing hold on, hold on now. That was it was about Katy Perry wearing um a, a geisha uh, outfit uh, during one of her performances and you know white people were out were outraged and apparently for the most part the Japanese response to it was no why we like people talking about our culture why would we not want our culture to be on display yeah. and it's like that's a great attitude yeah like obviously it's like branding essentially yeah. And you're, you're building brand awareness. Because white people don't want their culture on display. So they because we should. I know. We definitely should. So they should. try to stop everyone else from wanting theirs. Unless we're talking about guns, America, just or fried freedom. chicken, we can shut our mouth, dude. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got a couple other good things, too. Music. I mean, really, the best music's come out. Like, the be- rock and roll all came out of the blues. And is, is, that is straight is America. Is this all fact or is this all your opinion based on no, no, no. majority? Rock and roll came out of the blue. No, I understand 100%. that, but does the best music really come out of here? Yes. Are you sure? Name a better place. I yeah, don't okay. listen to beginning, The beginnings of music. What about the Beatles? They yeah, the came Beatles? from somewhere else. Yeah, but I'm talking... The Beatles were a singular group and they played a bunch of different styles. And they were the Beatles. They weren't, you know, whatever they were playing. Uh, whatever they played, they made it a Beatles song. Whereas rock and roll, you know what I'm talking about when I just yeah. say rock and roll as a whole, and that came out of the blues, which came out of America. Yeah, but I'm just saying the Beatles are one of the best bands, and they didn't. I agree, that. but uh, again, they're singular. You can't say a genre like the Beatles. 
There are guys who try, but nobody's the Beatles. How much music do you listen to? What about Shakira? She's not from America. I do love Shakira, but I, that's Twain's not who not I base. Okay, these are not people I base the best music of all time. <laughs> you don't on. base the best music of man. I feel like a woman. I mean, I base a good. I actually do kind of base a good song off of, uh, off of pretty much anything Shania Twain released between um, any man of mine and that don't impress me much or whatever those albums were called. Um, part of it's because she was married to. Robert Mutt Lang, who did like Def Leppard's Hysteria and Back in Black, did all like these super huge albums, and so he had a big hand in it. But if you listen to uh, Sheryl Crow, look, Sheryl Crow is the epitome <laughs> of great music. We'll get to her in a second. But if we're talking Shania Twain, if you listen to those songs, you can hear the way that they've like, it's like insert a sweet like riff here, or you know. And they they treated country tunes and like country tunes. They also you know the fiddle. They brought that into kind of more rock territory and like made it into kind of a rock instrument. And then each instrument had like its own sweet riff that it would do at certain parts of the song. And so when you see people listen to these songs in bars and shit, um, you know that that don't uh, when they go that don't everybody does that little guitar riff. And they've got those little riffs all over the place in those yeah. songs. They're pretty like it's it's it my whole point was it it definitely enhances yeah. the song. But like noticeable. And it may yeah, that's what it just helps frame the song better and more makes yeah. it way more recognizable. Yeah. So it actually is like a good form to pay attention to if you're making a good song. Yeah. Cheryl Crow though. She's American. She's just uh I can't say enough about her. She's fantastic. Uh but what were we talking about? Appropriating uh, costumes. Oh, appropriating costumes, yeah. Again, yeah, you can over... I feel like it's the same as the definition of porn. You know it when you see it. Like, if, if it's the problem offensive. is you can't ask the people who are easily offended. Yeah. They need to go by what we think, obviously. Yeah. Because if I see something that's offensive, like egregiously offensive... I'm still going to laugh. Yeah. But I will know when a social like line that. has been crossed. Yeah. I'm pretty good with the... I know where the social lines are. I stay out of a lot of Pretty much. I mean... But, uh... 90% of the time. Yeah. There's just... The people just want to... Like, they were upset about people wearing Moana stuff. Yeah. It's like, Well, luckily there was a good public outcry from that. But good. if anybody doesn't know, uh, Moana, the... Uh, Disney character, uh, Hawaiian yeah, girl, the, Hawaiian the rocks in it. Yeah, so, fuck yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it, but the rocks in it, so it's gotta be good. Um, but it's about yeah. So there's a bunch of white kids or any kid that's apparently not Hawaiian, yeah. but especially white kids want to dress up as Moana, just as <clears throat> any young uh, African American girl wanted to dress up like Cinderella. That's completely fine. Yeah. So, like, there's nothing wrong with girls wanting to dress up as the princess of the year, whatever princesses come out on Disney. Yeah. Like, why would you ever tell a kid, like, your cultural... Cultural appropriation, like, it carries a negative context in that, like, there's, like, racist undertones. Yeah. You can't really accuse a child of that. No. Like, children don't have that concept. That's why when you look at kids in preschool, all the kids play with each other. 
They don't get in the groups until far later. Yeah. Like, kids don't understand that concept. So to, like, get on their case and call it, uh, uh, cultural appropriation is the perfect example of how ridiculous it is. Yeah. It's like, <sighs> Halloween is for the kids to be whatever they want. To dress up and go door to door and get yeah. candy. It's not supposed to fit your fucking agenda. Yeah. You fucking piece of shit. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. The whole point is to be offensive and scary. Yeah. The original point of it was to be offensive and scary. Yeah, and get shit. Trick or drug. treat. If you didn't get a treat, you got fucking tricked. Trick, man. And that dude, that could be TPing your house, shitting on your porch, egging your house, egging your house, having sex with your wife. It could have been anything. <laughs> Running around the streets. You better give up the treats. Yeah. I saw a video today of somebody caught on camera, some guy taking, it was a full giant pumpkin head bowl of candy. This douchebag old guy looked like, could have been, I don't know, guy looked like a loser is my whole point. But he has his own like pumpkin head and is basically empty. And he essentially just, he fills the whole thing and he doesn't leave any. He digs it out. Like, there was so much candy in there. He took five, six handfuls, seven handfuls. And then he's still digging out, digging around for the ones in the bottom. God. It was ridiculous. Was it just like on someone's front porch? Yeah. And this old dude just came It was just it. left out on the honor policy. Oh, my God. That guy just ruined so many kids' Halloween. Yeah. And, like, strike one against the honor policy. Thanks a lot. Now you're screwing up the honor policy for us. Yeah. We, we need were, the honor policy. That's what makes America great. What a good old fashioned neighborhood watch. Not enough Dude, of them. The, the stickers are everywhere, but nobody's watching. It, we well, there's probably have, usually one person in the HOA that's like. We need to have our own good time with Bud's neighborhood. And yeah. we need to set out like crime baits, and then we'll just have a neighborhood watch. We'll crime baits? Are we yeah. talking like like a dollar bill on a string? No. Like, under like a giant cord, cardboard box, and then when he walks under, you pull the. You pull the stick that's holding the box up and it drops on top of him and he can't get out. Yeah, and then we go It works for there. birds. Then we go over there and fucking neighborhood watch beat the shit out of him. Hell yeah. That's what I'm Street talking. fucking justice. Yeah, we're setting up street justice. We're yeah. going to be like Batman. <laughs> we can't... <laughs> I'm picturing us like filming this fucking bullshit. Yeah. And like he walks under to grab the dollar. We pull the stick out from the cardboard box. This gigantic cardboard box falls on this guy. We go, we got you, you son of a bitch. And then we go beat him <laughs> we up. We go kick his ass. All right, yeah, and let's do it. Then it turns out to be like Devin or something. Yeah. Just somebody that we know. He was just hungry. God damn yeah. it. I meant to turn that off. Ooh. I need to do this real quick. No, we need Vigilante Justice in our we, neighborhood watch program. Vigilante Justice is a slippery slope, though. There's not enough Vigilante Justice, I don't think. I in, agree. In today's age. Well, here's the thing. Vigilante justice, if it's exercised often, it often and correctly to where you can kind of corral it, to where it's kind of a known, you take care of yourself and your neighbors. Sergio policy Simpson thinks that that's why Japan is so peaceful. Yeah, well, because they know that, yeah. Yeah, you just fucking respect someone else or they might... It's all about respect. Like, nobody yeah. respects anybody anymore these days. Not over here, but, yeah. So I've got... Uh, I just got a lead on a house. Just looking into it real quick. Why well, I had to? I had to sick. Remind me to get to that at the end of this, ladies and gentlemen. I, I apologize, but that is pretty important. 
Well, sometimes business get... comes calling, you know. Remind me though, because uh, yeah, I will I'm, forget. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna remember. Why am I just steal fucking trap? <laughs> All right. God damn. Um. Whew, what else is good about Halloween? Oh, well, and the, have we have know, we fully World covered series? offensive? Well, costumes. Like I don't know. What do you find? What? What would be an offensive costume? I don't think I could think of one that would be like a truly offensive costume. Um, Hitler wouldn't be too offensive, but it'd be pretty offensive. It'd be pretty offensive. You're telling me. I mean, if you were, if you black faced, you want to talk? You got, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Black faced. You want to go for it? Black faced Martin Luther King or something? Oh, worse. Worse. I could think of something that would be legit. What was your exact question? Because like, I think I've gotten your answer. What's an offensive costume? An actually like, offensive yeah, costume? Like, yeah. Blackface with a noose, I think. Yeah, that would probably be... Yeah, I, yeah. Think, that, I think that's... That's probably, over the line in every... That, that, that one's hard to beat. Yeah. Done well, though. Yeah. It's still be funny. A Jew with a gas mask is kind of funny. Oh, It's he, pretty offensive. He's living, though. Oh. So. <laughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Offensive, Excuse uh, you, Kevin. That's fucking fun. Offensive costumes. Yeah. You could definitely. Well, I mean, you could definitely take it too far, I guess. You can. Well, I mean, yeah. You could definitely take you it can. too far. But I think we. I. The thing that frustrates me is we we pretend, and the other side is completely pretending, or they're it's willfully fake, fooling themselves. It's fake outrage. Yeah. They they have to know that the amount of people that they call racists. Is way overblown. Yeah. Way overblown. Yeah. Does it exist? Certainly. Does it exist in anywhere near the numbers that they claim? No. Fuck no. No. They just. Uh, you say one thing that. If I told them I supported the Second Amendment, they would call me a racist. They could. They like I mean, that's could. how. Some of them definitely would. Yeah. Oh, they were on Twitter. They had uh, the day without a woman, uh, thing. For jobs where women didn't show up to do their jobs. Mm -hmm. And some guy tweeted, uh, finally, it'll be peaceful. Get some work done around here. Obviously. Great classic just dude joke. And somebody accused him of being racist. Well, he probably is if he doesn't like women. Did you know that that's how those things work? If you dislike... It's all interconnected. If you dislike one thing... You dislike it all. You dislike it all. That's completely their attitude. And they will it's not. It's like if strange matter touches strange matter, then everything becomes strange matter. Yeah. You're just automatically a racist. How do they not recognize that they're doing that? That's because what I don't they're understand. They're willfully ignorant. I th- I mean, they are. They'd rather be right than actually know what the truth is. Yeah. It's like I, I, I gotta let my cat down. It's like I can fucking say a racist comment oh. or or hear you say or like a racist joke, oh. and understand that you're not actually racist. But you're just literally playing off of the fucking tensions that just are because of it. Yeah. Like, there are obviously tensions because of it. And if you fucking play off of that, it could be fucking funny. Yeah. Well, and the more serious you treat it, the more serious it is. Yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go out on a limb here. But, like... And it actually, you can say this about like certain racial words that people find offensive, but less offensive, like beaner yeah. or things like that. And A, beaner's not, it doesn't have any harsh like sounds to it really. No. Like it's a pretty smooth little word. Yeah. So it doesn't, it just doesn't pack that punch like fuck. Yeah. I wasn't going to use a real one, but 
Anyways, um, so there are lesser ones. <laughs> Where am I going with this? Well, if it, and so and, and it's because they're used generally in a funnier context, a more and so fashion, in a way that we're clearly joke we're the way that anybody would be clearly joking. Yeah. And the problem is, and so we we let it go a little bit, and it's fine. And when yeah. people say it, it doesn't have that same charge. But we don't treat certain words that you way, can't. and I understand why. But yeah, I understand why too. But there's literally, if you make it so that like you can absolutely never say that word, then if you can't even joke about it, it's never gonna lose the intensity. It's always just gonna be that intense, negative, aggressive word that you can't say. Yeah. But if you, if you were allowed to say it, and it became more of a not necessarily a casual thing. Well, I mean, eventually it would become more casual. Yeah. But, like, if you just pretended like it wasn't a big deal, then it wouldn't be as big a deal. Yeah. Like, uh... Like, it would still be offensive, yes. True. But you shouldn't get fired automatically if you use that word in in privacy or, like... Like, the wide receiver for the Eagles that got in trouble for saying at a concert. Yeah. It's like, he's at a Kenny Chesney concert. <laughs> like... To the Kenny Chesney can, concert? It was some country singer like that. Nice. But it's like, can we not be adults about it? Like, some people use language that they probably shouldn't. Yeah. But it doesn't affect Why are you giving you. them more attention? Yeah, it doesn't affect you really. Like, whatever happened to just ignoring people and then they... Well, it, you can't ignore everybody and then they go away. But, like, but yeah. issues like that are the kind of issues that you can ignore and it will just pass by. Yeah. Like, one guy saying at a concert... I'm going to break this to you, ladies and gentlemen. People are probably saying that word right now. Yeah. Guess what, though? You can't hear it, so it doesn't affect you. It doesn't matter. Just because somebody said it at a concert and somebody happened to get it on film, that never had to affect you. That would have happened whether they had that phone or not. Yeah. It doesn't, A, necessarily make the person a bad person when you consider the context. Things just happen. Things just slip out of your mouth. It does not mean you mean those words. But, like... If somebody didn't film it, you would have had no idea and you would have went on with your life. And you still can. Like, that is not something that you have to take on as, like, extra weight on yourself. Yeah. You can just like, that let is it go. stress you don't need in your life. Why? Yeah. Why? Just let it go. I ask you, just why? Just let it go. It's so easy for me to just let shit go. Like. I wish I could say that I was better at it. But. When it comes to things that offend me, I yeah, who gives a shit? Well, nothing really offends me, like pretty yeah. much. But, uh, but if you see something that's like, 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 like you hear somebody say the N word at a concert, it doesn't offend you. You probably agree that like, oh, that guy could get in trouble right now. I agree, and it's justified. But wait a minute, Kevin. But it doesn't offend. But wait a minute, Kevin. But I'm white. Yeah, I'm not a black person. I've never had their experience. But you know what? I've got two eyes, and I see that it's wrong. Yeah. But <laughs> I also recognize that that is a douchebag. Like, why do we just expect there not to be bad people? Okay, I'm, I don't want to conflate that anybody's saying it's a bad, bad person. person. Sometimes you make a mistake. Yeah. But if we're talking about a person who's using it poorly. Regularly and poorly. Like, and really, we could just extend this to all the racists. Like, yeah. yeah, those people exist, and we call them assholes, and then we move on. Yeah. Like, why? Like, you if you have to... somebody who's below your level, why would you turn around and 
like get down to where you guys can have like an even screen match. Leave them behind. Yeah. yeah who cares? Like they don't. It's not. Yeah. It's not. I don't know how to put a, It's you know, not your that. problem that they're fucking idiots. Like. You can't eradicate racism. No. Racism is an ideology as much as any ideology, and you can't police thoughts. No. They're trying to by starting with speech, but you can't police thoughts. Thoughts are going to be whatever they are all the time. I everybody has fucked up thoughts, yeah. and it, and you know, and sometimes your thoughts scare you or they make you feel a certain way or whatever. People have scary thoughts, uh, and fucking cat, and so. Where am I going with this? I don't know. God you damn can't, it. You can't... I need, I need to stop starting things that I can't finish. <laughs> um, you can't just lump all fucking idiots into people that use... Like uh, Keith Overman or whatever. Uh-huh. Who said Big Poppy was trying to lick him or something. He said, I'm not from San Francisco, bro. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. I'm and not everyone, from San Francisco, bro. And everyone like got pissed off at him. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Like... San Francisco was like is proud of that. Yeah, that is a thing. That's like that part of the thing. About. Yeah, if you're they proud of inclusive. something, it, you should definitely be able to make fun of it, and yeah. they should be cool with it because they're proud of it. Yeah. If you're proud of something, you're not embarrassed if somebody makes fun of it because you're proud of it. If every time somebody makes a joke about someone, you rush to defend them, it makes that person look weaker. Yeah. It makes it look like they can't take a joke and like they're. Yeah. They need you to protect them. Yeah, you are not helping their cause. Yeah. At all by complaining for them. No. They can complain if they want to. If they want, yeah. But if a white... This is where I hate white people. You want to know where I hate white people? One of the places where I hate white people? They take it upon themselves to be the mouthpiece for everybody. For everybody. It's like your whole thing is to leave them alone and let them be their culture and let them integrate how they want to, whatever. Don't speak for them. Yeah. You're telling us that we can't speak about them. You're trying to speak for them as if you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Your own logic completely prohibits you <laughs> from the ability to speak for them, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, I didn't hear any Hawaiians bitching about little kids wanting to dress up as Moana. No, you know why? Because Hawaiians are proud of being Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah. They don't give they a fuck, want dude. Them to. Yeah, there's not been any Hawaiian prince. They said there had never been a Hawaiian prince. Maybe it was Disney. It's Lilo and Stitch Disney. Yeah, but she's not. A princess. She's not a princess, I guess. No, she's a definitely. But a, I mean, that was a very a main female character. That was a very Hawaiian movie. Yeah, well, yeah. it was a great movie. I enjoyed that movie. I like Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Hawaiians are proud of being Most Hawaiian as are they proud should be. Of what they are. Why wouldn't you be? But fucking white Except people. for white people are trying to make white people... Okay, you could say I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be Hawaiian. I'm proud to be Chicano. I'm proud to be from España. You cannot say I'm proud to be a white guy. No. I'm proud to be white. Yeah. You can't say that. Sounds and here's the thing. It sounds wrong. <laughs> but there is literally nothing wrong with saying I'm proud of being white, you know, based on, you know, the Irish or the... Maybe not the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, you could say I'm proud to be Irish. Yeah. But you cannot, I mean, proud to be Irish is a thing. Yeah. Kiss me, I'm Irish. I mean, it. come on. But you cannot, you could say I'm proud to be Irish, but you cannot say I'm proud to be white. white. 
Which sucks because that, that means intellectually all I can, that means all I can say is I'm proud to be an American and that is not necessarily And I'm always, proud to be not American Well East I know I'm free. Uh, but it, it shows an intellectual block for um, kind of society as a whole. Yeah. That we can't, that we wouldn't let people, it, as long as people aren't saying I'm proud to be white, you know, at the expense of all the blacks and all the <laughs> yeah. whatever, as long as they're not saying that, as long Black as they're just yellow, proud to be white, you know, whatever that means, it's a catch-all term for whatever their white heritage is. <laughs> The fact that they can't, they aren't, like, people will get offended because they completely have the right to say it. Mm-hmm. Free speech is the only thing. Um, did you know America is the only country where free speech is the, is completely legal? Everywhere else at least has, everywhere else, every other country in the entire world has at least some sort of part of the law that is illegal mm-hmm. if you say it. America is the only one that has free yeah. speech, which is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah it is. Um... It allows us to do this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, okay. So, <laughs> that's that's what we have. And... <laughs> and yet, we're not even fucking allowed to dress up as a fucking Oh, woman. oh. So that was, yeah, that was a side point of... Um, God damn it. Yeah, we should be able to dress up like we want to. <laughs> yeah, we should be able to do whatever the fuck we want. It shows an intellectual block... That people can't say, again, as long as it's not to the detriment of other people. (laughs) But that people can't say that and, like, people will get offended about it. It's an intellectual block because intellectually we all know that it's fine to say that. If if you're allowed to be proud, um, yeah, sure. If you're allowed to be proud to be from anywhere, you're allowed to be, if you're allowed to be proud, it's just hard to say. If you're allowed to be proud to be from somewhere... You're allowed to be proud to be from anywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, I think you're allowed to be proud to be from anywhere. I mean, as long as it's not Auschwitz, 1942. You'd be proud to survive. That's always the first reference everybody goes to is the Holocaust. Yeah, well, it was pretty big. It, pretty it was pretty big. big. And you know what? Those That's real racism. Yeah, that's real. That's institutional racism. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, just the whole institutional and systematic... It's a catch-all term for some things that are true, but a lot of things that aren't. Yeah. Like, to say it's systematic means it's worked into, like, everywhere. It's It's a cancer that has gone through all of your blood. That's not the way it works. Yeah, every once in a while you run into some real fucking dickheads. But on the whole, people want to give everybody a chance. There's nobody that cares about you enough to hold you back. Yeah. Granted, there are some prejudiced people that fuck up that system. Yeah. But ninety nine point a gazillion percent of the time, yeah, you're fine. Like nobody cares enough <coughs> to stop. Everyone's you. too worried about their own thing. I mean, like it's definitely harder in some places. Sure, yeah, totally. One hundred percent. Yeah, like it, I'm not not saying everything's equal, but exactly, nothing's equal. Nothing's and that's equal. what. And okay, so the the big argument that people make now is they want equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity. Yeah, but because. Everybody, every single person is different. That's what's so great about people. Yeah. You'll never meet two people that are the exact same. And so they want equality of um, being able to, I use a way better word just a second ago, equality of opportunity is what we should strive for. Yeah. Where everybody gets the chance to succeed. Yeah. But what they're arguing for is equality of outcome. 
which is completely wrong. That's asking everybody to get the same result. That's the stupidest concept. Yeah. And there's a gigantic section of America that is behind that movement of equality of outcome, which is completely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just doesn't work that way. No. No. Fuck you that. You, you absolutely do, deserve... If one person gets the opportunity in this country, you should be able to have the opportunity. 100%. But you have the opportunity. It's your choice to act well on that opportunity yeah. or fuck it up. Yeah. That's what creates the system that works. Yeah. And so trying to create this equality of outcome, that's where ridiculous. everybody loses. That's where uh, fucking giving a child a head start became no child left behind. Yeah. Like we went from like trying to make kids individually better to we can't leave any kid behind, so we got to make all the standards good enough to fit basically every kid. Yeah. So, you know... And then you start wearing costumes on Halloween, and people get offended by it. Yeah, because they're fucking weak because we didn't strengthen our fucking. Yeah, nobody has future. a backbone to go. Yeah, that guy's an asshole, but I'm smart enough to not let it affect me because I've got better things to do with my yeah. life. I'm going out to make things happen. You know what? People who get offended by things are people who actually don't make a difference. Yeah. Like the ones who get offended by things, you can get offended by things and make a difference. The ones who we know, who get we're all adults here, ladies and gentlemen. We know the people I'm talking. The ones who about. get offended by everything. The ones who get offended by everything. Guess what? They don't contribute much to society, so they sit around and become angry at why they blame society for the reason that they don't succeed. Yeah. Rather than going, oh, maybe it's fucking. It's like Taylor Swift writes songs about every guy being a douchebag. Yeah. But in reality, she dated every guy under the sun, and maybe she's going to start going, maybe it's me. Yeah. Like, but they don't get that. They'd rather be angry at the system that they say fucked them over, which doesn't exist because nobody cares enough to hold them back. They're not paying you less on the most part. Let's not get into that. But, <laughs> like, they, they blame the system rather than going, yeah, maybe I should work a little harder. Yeah. And it's completely apparent and it's like you Because have... if you're working harder, yeah, you should take a couple days off to protest if it's something that really matters. But this protesting every weekend, those are people who do not work. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. For the most part. I'm not... Yeah. Yeah. But it's so. just like... They're so fragile. They all the fragile. time. It's like, don't let... Like, if you don't know me, my opinion <laughs> should not matter to you one bit. Yeah. If I don't know you, your opinion... You know nothing about me or yeah. you, so your opinion holds no water. Why would you take it on? Yeah. Like, you know, you look at some, you know, well, I'm not going to go down. Okay. You look at somebody <laughs> and, you know, let's just say it's a generic white guy, you know, decent looking, looks like he's got it all together, looks like he comes from a rich family, blah, blah, blah. And so you judge him a certain way. And I mean, obviously everybody judges. It's fine. I mean, it's a yeah. natural thing. It's part of what kept us alive for a million thousand fucking years. Yeah, it's ingrained into our... Yeah, judging is part of being a human. I mean, yeah. that's how you discern the, the world around you. Anyways, but he, he looks a certain way that you'd assume a certain thing about a white guy. But what you don't know is secretly, you know, his parents are divorced, his mom's doing pills. Uh, you know, he, you know, lives out in the shed... Whatever, but he has enough money to buy some nice clothes because he still wants to look good at school. You know. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad tale. It's a real sad yeah. tale. I'm going down a sad road. Well, but 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 the point is, you judge him a certain way, 
because he's white and you go, this guy's this guy's got everything. This guy's getting all the leg up in life. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. But secretly, that guy's getting psychologically, he's in a worse place than a lot of people in yeah. even poverty because theoretically he should have something and he's well that sounds bad but you know he probably feels like he should be happy yeah and he's not necessarily yeah and then he thinks it's his fault and then people are shitting on him because he's white and looking kind of bummed out yeah and it's like I mean obviously there are some rich douchebags and those people are douchebags again the douchebags we can all notice them yeah like those people exist in the world it's not gonna be 100% without douchebags yeah you can spot a douche pretty easily and ignore them pretty easily yeah and so I mean we obviously all do the exact same thing where we see a person of any race and we automatically make at least some vague backstory for them yeah you can't help it it's part of being a person and what a great thing when you're wrong I mean, unless yeah, you assume something good. Yeah, unless you assume something good. But I mean, but I, I'm thinking just in terms of like, if somebody thinks that, you know, negatively race-wise or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then you or, meet Or someone. gender-wise or whatever. And then, you know, you you meet you meet each other, you get some common ground, and then eventually you've got a buddy. And like, how much of a better victory is that? Yeah. And that happens all the time. It, But that doesn't get news. That's not salacious. No. I mean, yeah, that happens probably more times than... You meet like most of the time when you meet somebody new, it's a good experience. Yeah. So most of those meetings are probably good experiences. Yeah. But those are not the ones that anyone ever hears about or talks about. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Like anybody I've ever liked, well, I can make this statement, but it just seems too obvious. So I, anybody I've ever met, like the reason I like them had nothing to do with what they look like. Yeah. Like you either have a cool personality that jives with mine, or you don't. Oh, you don't. Like I don't give a fuck what you look like. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I feel like, yeah, sure, there's a couple people that's not their attitude, but I feel like that's most people's attitude. Like, as long as something about you jives with the way that I roll, <laughs> yeah, I'm hip. I can find something to like in most people. Yeah. Well, George Carlin used to say that I hate groups, but I've never met a person I don't like. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. And that's what's so frustrating because everybody knows that all the, well, I say everybody, we know, some people know that. There is common ground in all these groups, and all these groups acknowledge that all those other groups have co- have things in common with those other groups. You know, they don't consider themselves as a part. Of, they they think that they are open minded, except against these people or whatever. Yeah. And so secretly, from the real outside looking in, because you know we don't really take up causes. What we talk about them, we, ta- we speculate. Yeah. We, we assume, don't take we up causes for the things. most part. Uh, I mean, unless it's super important, but like... <laughs> if they try to take away my weed, I join cows. Yeah, well, sure, yeah. And, but, ultimately, you know that everybody, if they just, like, actually sat down and talked rationally without getting too emotional, would that they would find some ground. common ground. And that goes for almost, that goes for almost the entire world, unless you're talking about an ideology of violence. That's a separate topic. Yeah, or, or just, like, the 1% that are outrageous. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the outliers. I mean, yeah. there's, yeah, statistically, there's always going to be some most trouble. Most people would get along in one on one groups with most people. If they knew nothing about somebody else and you started them on a different topic other than the one that they're fired up about, yeah. like let's say they both like guitars and you start them on guitars and then somehow, you know, 20 minutes later after they've been talking about Fenders and Gibsons and all these crazy sweet guitars, <laughs> they they realized that you know one voted for Donald Trump and the other voted for Hillary. Granted, 
that could get out of hand. But if we're talking rational, smart, because rational, smart people don't let their emotions get the better of them when they're talking ideas. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you realize you're just talking ideas, like, you feel a certain way, that's probably because you grew up a different way than I did. And so, therefore, that shaped the way that you look at the world. And you get, I get why you would see it that way. I just disagree. And you get fired up, but you can bring yeah. it, you can control it. I mean, obviously, you and I get fired up when yeah. we debate all the time. We like to party. But have we ever let it affect anything? No. No, because we realize that we differ. And eventually, and, and eventually usually, you're going to realize I'm right. And it's fine. Usually <laughs> on the key, usually we agree on the concept. Yeah. It's just the fine print it that is we, fine print. and we go, we argue about the fine print, which is honestly even more annoying than arguing about the main thing. Yeah. Because on the, on the whole, we agree. Well, and that's what's, <laughs> I'm going to bring up another thing that this was the first reading. That's what's so frustrating <laughs> about the fact that, you know, you people, not when we're talking about just like rape, let me jump right into yeah, that. Yeah. All right. Hey, good segue. When we're talking about rape, um, and people cite statistics and, you know, the left, we're just going to throw it out there. The left cites a much steeper statistic. One in five. Why would anybody let their kid go to go to college yeah. if it was actually one in five, first yeah. of all? But they'll, they'll and it's, it's bad. Do we even have to state that? It's bad. But, Rape is bad. But that, that leads to my point is that anybody that doesn't agree with their extreme statistic is automatically pro-rape. Yeah. And what's so ridiculous about that is America... America, ladies and gentlemen, we can all agree rape is bad. No that one. That is something. No one other than rapists yeah, are pro-rape. That is something that completely unites all of America. And you know what's ridiculous? The left is trying to make it seem like... I'm, this is not try, meant to be political, but it's like currently they're trying to make it seem like one side is, is like pro-rape or doesn't it. care. Yeah. And it's like, dude... Everybody dislikes rape. Yeah. Maybe they want to give a little bit more to the guy who gets accused because we're talking about people's lives here. Yeah. And it's a, his against her word, and like we're just gonna give it to her and it ruins his life. Yeah. Like some people support that more, as do I. And and so they go, oh, you're pro rape. You're blaming the not necessarily blaming the victim, but they play that card a lot too. Yeah. And it's like, no. I just. I want the kid to hear deserves the justice too, yeah. as much as anybody, and it's just ridiculous because some we all agree on, yeah. but they still want to fight about it. Yeah, like they're still they still want to make a fight out of, out of it when it's completely not necessary. Yeah, no one's rooting for rape. Like abortion, it makes sense why there's two sides of the argument. Yeah, I get that. That I I understand why both sides have their argument. But rape, everybody's against it. There's no reason to divide it into subsections. Yeah. And it's wasting everybody's time, yeah. energy, and fucking cardboard signs. Yeah. Like, you guys want to recycle. <laughs> like, quit using all the fucking signs. I bet a thousand of them end up in the street. Yeah. Fucking hippies. You guys don't even know what you're doing. You're leaving garbage <laughs> in the streets. Ah, fucking, fucking snowflake logic, dude. Yeah. I love the term snowflake. I like the term because snowflake, it's too. so... Because, like, it just it's just so... It's not as insulting as it... It doesn't sound insulting. Yeah. It's like snowflake. But then you think, like, God, fuck that. It's pretty insulting. I'm just soft and melty. <laughs> yeah. And I can't hold my form. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're a bitch. You're Fucking fragile. grow up. Bad things are said in this world. You know what? Eventually, especially for the college kids, eventually they're going to be out of college. And they're going to be in the real world where, well, it is getting worse. 
the real world cares a lot less about your privilege or your lack of privilege. Nah, does it anymore? <laughs> well, that's my point. Yeah, I know. Is college, college is where it started. That's the problem. College, which used to be a thinking institution, now it's become like a daycare where, oh, we got to make everybody feel good. We got to make sure they have enough playtime, give them enough fucking toys. It used to be an institution of learning where everybody from different walks of life came together to, to discuss ideas. That's, I mean, when you think about to the original college, you know, in Greece, um, Greece, it was all philosophy and we come in to discuss, that's my opinion on the universe. What's your opinion on the universe? And you talk it out. And it's devolved to this point where we go, everybody either has or ha- has privilege or has zero privilege. We're going to separate everybody into their own personal group. And then we're going to coddle them. And then if anybody has any opposing ideas, we're going to shut them down. Because we don't want one or two of the entire class to possibly be offended. Yeah. But we're trying to teach these kids to be smart. And by actively suppressing other ideas, they're You're, they're participating in making a dumber populace for America as a whole. Yeah. How do they not see that? Yeah. Like ideas, like that's why we do this. Because when we bounce ideas back and forth, a new idea pops up, and that's what makes conversation so interesting. Yeah. Especially if your ideas oppose. Yeah. Like college it's, is- so much like high school, like it seemingly it was so much like high school. Yeah, high school's more brutal though. The teachers don't give a fuck as much in high school. Yeah, teachers. And don't so, give a like, fuck. kids are still like in cliques and beating up on the nerd. Yeah. College well, especially because those kids basically, unless they're real dropouts, even though they're psychos, they still go to school. Yeah. By you know, in high school, and yeah. so you still have psychos just run around. Yeah. College, hitting their head on desk, staring adult, at the sun. Everyone's adults, so they're given more freedoms. Yeah. But the classes weren't that hard. Like, it didn't. You could you could still bullshit everything last minute and get get enough grades. That's how I graduated. Like, yeah, it's so like. I would have graduated sooner if I'd put in some effort. Yeah, but you don't even you don't even have to put in effort is what I'm saying, and you can still get through it. I didn't. Like. You should have to learn something in college. If you graduate with a degree, you should have to learn something. Oh, I mean, I definitely learned things. I didn't learn nothing. I know, but like... I mean, I, I really think I taught them more than they taught me, but... You naturally, know. they got... <laughs> Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's a problem that people are actively preventing uh, tomorrow students from being smarter, more open. It's... I don't mean to hammer the left on this, but we're talking about free speech and they're obviously the ones that are the issue with it. And, like, they've completely given up the pursuit of, they claim to be open thinkers. I mean, tell me that is not one of the bumper stickers for the Liberal Party. We are, and again, I'm talking more extreme left. There's a lot of centrist liberals that are awesome I mean I, I'm, I'm in that camp for a number of things yeah again mostly libertarian but whatever <laughs> if we're talking just you know right or left um, but so they claim to have an open mind it's like oh we believe in science and you know if we're shown the evidence we're gonna hear it you know we'll listen to it and like that's that's all they claim is to be open-minded and but, yet if 
anybody. They're open-minded unless you, you disagree, disagree with them. And then it's over. That's not op- that's the literally the anti-definition. That's yeah. the antithesis yeah. of what being open-minded is. And once again, they don't see it at all. Completely blind to it. Yeah. And sure, there were a couple times when I was blind to it myself. I'm sure I do it still a few times. But I, I don't mean to, and if I notice it or if somebody points it out for me, I'm glad. Because then I can notice that I can stop being a fucking idiot yeah. and open my mind a little bit. Yeah. Like, I do it sometimes, but if somebody points it out, I'm more than happy to at least consider it. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want to continue to be an idiot. Why do people want to continue to be an idiot? Dude, my, When they've been shown proof of my whatever biggest, the concept my is. My biggest pet peeve is willful ignorance. Yeah. It drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like, why do you choose to be stupid? I know, like, show us the facts and we'll believe it. Here are the facts. I don't believe that. <laughs> oh, okay. So, and I mean, you can make the same argument for the right uh, when it comes to creationists. And it's like, guys. I mean, granted, the evidence is like 99%. Yeah. There's always that 1% yeah. chance. Uh, and when we're talking about the history of how human beings got here, that 1% is pretty significant. Yeah. Like, yeah, 99%, it's going exactly the way you said. But... How many times have we discovered something many years later after we thought we discovered something that completely changed our opinion on oh, what we thought yeah. in the beginning? So yeah, it what looks pretty good that that's how it worked, but there is a definite chance, a definite chance, yeah. probably more than 1%, that like it's completely different from what you think. You just haven't discovered why. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun one. Like, like in, That's why you have to keep an open mind. Because everybody thinks that like science is fixed and like math is one of the only perfect things. Yeah. Because math just it works like it physically has to work in the world and it does. Yeah. One hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So math is truth. Math is a law. Yeah. Everything else is pretty much up in the air. Yeah. And we're pretty sure about some things, but there, but you have to have a lot of balls to say, I this is definitely what it is. Yeah. Because you can never be sure. Because throughout time, people have always been, this is definitely what it is. Yeah. That's why it's fun to know more things. Yeah. Because if you're stupid, the stupider you are, the more you think you know everything. Yeah. Now, granted, there is some there is some comfort in knowing that you do honestly believe you think you know it. There's not, though. And, like, I, like, I feel... Like I, I, I try to read things, I try to I try to delve deep into subjects and look into the pros and cons and all that stuff. And cause I like thinking that I know what's going on. But what I find is about every six months, I look back at the six months prior and I go, fuck. I look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like I I'm constantly going, dude, why did you think that, man? Like, how did you not read this? And so like I constantly am doing that to myself. And so, yeah, I feel like I know a lot of things, but I'm hyper aware that I need to be careful about what I claim because I'm going to be frustrated with myself in six months, yeah. but I'm a hundred percent on you need free speech. Yeah. Those things concrete, those things never, I mean, my whole opinion doesn't change. There are things that are very concrete, Yeah. but there are certain opinions I have about whatever it is. I'm pretty much just like pro freedom on everything. As long as it doesn't impinge on somebody else. Yeah. Like... What is more simple than that? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Like what's more simple than that? And then the argument for a government is one that I do agree with slightly, which is we all pitch in for garbage, roads, and police. It's like a giant landlord. 
Yeah. You have to pay your taxes too. Yeah. And I'm all right with that. That's I'm all right with all that right. too. But it should be more on a local scale. Uh, yeah, no, it local government is where it's at because local government you can create change. You can contain And so if you can create change, you can create the towns that you want to live in. Yeah. Like you have the ability and if you don't like it, you can move out of that town. It's not as easy to move out of the country. Yeah. Like and when when it's towns, people are close in towns. Like people like in all of Dayton, you pretty much know no, how everyone. people feel and you feel the same cuz you live here. Yeah. And so, like, if it, if it was all just down to local governments and you got rid of the feds, then everybody would govern themselves the way they want as long as there was just something keeping that, you know, either separate or in line or whatever it is, good to go. Yeah. We don't need one... We don't need one central headquarters. I mean, we do. We don't... The problem is that... that the, the problem is that idea applies to us. That, that idea does not apply to everybody. There are psychos out there. There are people that shouldn't have... But when they impinge on somebody else's freedom, you fucking take them out. Yeah, thin the herd. But we're you, way too and put them in, in in prisons. Put them in stocks. Let's bring back the stocks. We're way too lenient on people. Like people are way too hesitant to give up on someone. Yeah. Like it's like we don't need to keep all these murderers and rapists that are in jail alive. If you take a life, like we your don't, life's gone we as well. Don't, you we, can't. In my opinion. If you, unless there are weird circumstances, you briefly lost your mind. Crime of passion is questionable crime because of passion that's is questionable. crime of passion. You basically lose your mind. Like I understand why a crime of passion. That guy doesn't deserve to die. What do you even like? You can't control the animal side of yourself with like yeah. a crime of passion. But if you just willfully and knowingly murder somebody, you die. Yeah. Like that's the way it works. If you human life. Is the important. problem with that is you have to have 100% concrete evidence, but I'm all right with that. If you don't have 100% concrete look, evidence... Look, if, if we put a couple innocent men down, that sucks. On the plus side for them, they're going to be done with all this bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. I don't, again, I, I it frustrates me that I have to like say yeah, that it's that horrible, horrible, that we can't just talk. Because if it was just you and I talking, I wouldn't need to say that. Yeah. Because you know me, you know my opinions on things, and you know that I think real things that are horrible are actually horrible. I don't think they're funny. <laughs> yeah, but they're funny. Well, I mean, you could do. You them can funny. make them funny. They're not funny inherently. Inherently, no. The Holocaust is not inherently funny. No, it's a sad story. There's some jokes to be mined there. There are. But yeah, so that's that's Halloween for you. That's Halloween for you. I mean, it doesn't get any more Halloween than that. No. Wear offensive costumes. Fucking rock on. Do offensive things. Just do what you want to do. TP houses. Rock on, man. Rock on. Just keep it real. Keep the party going. We'll catch you after the break. Are you tired of people telling you that you can't wear a Halloween costume because it's culturally insensitive and socially ignorant? Fuck them. Welcome to Good Tone Bud's politically incorrect costume parlor. But we put the fun in fundamentally wrong. We've got Mexican field hands. Blackula, face paint included. 9-11 hijacker. Bucktooth Chinaman. Harvey Weinstein. Clan member. Obviously Jewish guy. Giant nose included. And Bill Cosby with a bottle of Ambien. And couples costumes, we've got a ton. Catholic priest and the kid. A troop leader and a boy scout. Sandusky and the Penn State ball boy. 
or Harvey Weinstein, and I don't know, anybody. The Good Time and Bud's politically incorrect costume parlor. Because sticks and stones may break your bones, but a costume will never hurt you. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin B. Sweeney.
One of these days is a notion plaguing us all When the mountains rise high and the high rise begins to fall But hindsight's 2020 And we're all running out of money And we fight like the big one ain't coming after us all
so concerned We can cling to our possessions Open our hands and let them Fall to the dirt to which someday we'll all return Here at Good Time and Buds, wanted to honor the late, great, legendary Oxy Queen salesman Billy Mays the best way we saw fit. So we started a pumpkin patch. Bring the kids! We've spared absolutely no expense to bring you a traditional, authentic pumpkin patch experience. We've got the Billy Mays Hayrides, the Billy Mays Billy Goats, pumpkin cannons. Stop by the Snack Shack for one of our signature Billy Mays parfaits. They've become a certifiable Billy Mays flavor craze. And cap your day off with our crown jewel, the Billy Mays Amazing Maze Maze. That's right, a corn maze, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, living our days the Billy Mays way. Admission is free. We just ask for a small donation to our foundation, the Billy Mays Amazing Maze Maze Fundraise. Legend has it, the Native Americans named their corn after Billy Mays. Bring your kids so they can learn the real history of this country. All that and more at the Good Time and Buds Pumpkin Patch Tribute to Billy Mays. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking parenting today, and we are not just talking regular parenting. Kevin and I as two single dudes in their mid-20s. We're gonna talk about what we think we will do when we become parents and what we think it's like to be a parent in this day and age. And uh, we're gonna see where it takes us. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to this back when I have kids and just... That's the point. I'll probably hate myself like you You're gonna hate yourself. I'm yeah. gonna hate myself too. Well, that's, but that's part of the fun. That's why you live in your We're gonna life. put ourselves out there. Um, Parenting seems easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm tired of all these lazy parents saying, yeah. oh, I'm trying to raise a kid. You don't even understand what it's like to bring up a human life. Look, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying anything bad about you other than you're lazy. You're bad parents, <laughs> and you don't actually care about your kid. I think parenting is easy. Let's unpack that. Parenting is top five easiest activities. Easiest, dude. If you can do it in your pajamas. <laughs> no, I think parenting sounds really really hard it's something that i almost don't want to take on yeah parenting sounds exhausting it sounds because there's no way for your heart not to be 100 percent. like at least for me yeah. there are parents who don't and those parents are scumbags yeah but like for me there's no way that i'm gonna have a kid and not have my heart be 100 percent in it to where anything that happens to him or her is gonna break my heart if yeah. it's bad or it's gonna completely fill me with joy. Yeah. Like you're you're taking on an emotional. I don't think I could take my kid coming home from school and like crying because somebody was mean to them. You just I don't kick that kid's ass. Yeah, I don't think I could take that. Yeah. Like. I mean, you have to. I know. It's part of the kid growing up, and it's a good chance for you to tell him to like punch him in the face, teach yeah, him a lesson. Yeah, I know, but like your kid doesn't know it, it, why anything happens. They yeah. don't understand that some people are just mean. 
to hurt your feelings, and if you brush it off, it you can tell him that. You can tell him that. I mean, intellectually, he'll eventually get it, but you gotta keep reminding him. Give him a few, you know, moves to. Yeah, just well, like if they get physically hurt. Yeah. How like I don't think I could handle that because you can't make that pain go away. Yeah, dude. Like, just sounds like there is so much heartache associated with (laughs) a parent, with being a parent, even if your child has a great life. There's still so many heartaches within yeah. the life. like. Or how are you not constantly ask- worried every time they're out of your sight? Yeah. Like, people having kids right now or people that think it's cool to have kids at 16, maybe I'll get on MTV, blah, blah, blah. That might even be a dated reference at this point. But, yeah. Um, like, childhood pregnancy. Childhood pregnancy. Like, teen pregnancy teen is pregnancy. completely lost. Like, it's popularity with all the politics coming in. Like, that used to be the thing and now it's not. But the point well, is, those like when people have kids at those that age for all these different things, they're taking on the greatest responsibility you're gonna have in your entire life, and they're taking it on before they need to. Before they're even close to it. Yeah. It's like why would you want to? It's like some people chose to do it. Yeah. It's like you don't understand how fucking hard that's gonna be. Yeah, like, it's the same reason. Look. Like it's I the same reason I don't. I didn't get a dog. It's because I'm not in the place in my life where I have the money, the ability, the desire, or, um, you know, kind of the... Now, ability is really the, the, the catch-all term. Uh, the ability to take care of a child. I would if I had to, but, like, I'm not ready for it, therefore yeah. I'm not having one. Yeah. Like, and once I'm ready, I'm going to be able to give that kid everything I ever wanted to give him. So, yeah. like, why wouldn't you wait a little bit? You have... All of your life to eventually be a parent. You do not have all of your life to be, you know, live the youth while you can because yeah. that's going to be gone for a lot longer than you're going to have it. It's yeah. a very short window. Yeah. And, like, it does sound fun to, like, raise a human to, like, you instill in it your ideals and your morals and your just, like, everything, like, your way of thinking. Yeah. And you also let them determine their own and like you get to watch them grow up and see who they become but the whole time has to just be filled with anxiety yeah and fucking you're just worried constant how are you not just constantly worried for your kid that's what I don't understand like when I got this cat I like kept making sure that nobody was gonna accidentally step on him yeah it's like what do you do when it's like a child yeah like this cat's cool but like if it runs off tomorrow it's gonna suck but, like, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. It's not going to wreck the rest of my life. No. But, like, you'll a kid... Be, you'll think back in, like, six months. Like, oh, remember when I had that kitten? Yeah. People who lose, like, a kid, that's, that's just ridiculous. That's the worst... That's got to be the worst feeling. I have a family member that that happened to, and that was it was probably five years ago. She still posts about their kid Dude, that's gotta once be, or twice, three times, five times a week. It's got to be the worst... It's got to be the worst feeling. It doesn't get worse than that. Like, or, or... And yet, everybody wants to be a parent. I know. Like, everybody... Like, we have this desire to take on this. I know, and I... And that's why I like the... I mean, I want to have one anyways, but I like the participation in continue, continuing the species. Continuing your bloodline. I like the participation in it. You know what I... I don't think everybody should do it. I think a lot less people should do it. But, like, if you plan to give your kid a good life, I don't stay think... married to the best of your ability, and, like, do everything to, like, raise a good kid, 
I, I, I like the idea of people having kids because I like the continuation of the species. I don't feel like people should feel the need or the want to just have kids to have kids. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, we have a sexual drive that drives us to fuck. Yeah. Even when it's not for kids, even though that's where it originated. Yeah. And so that's never going to go away. People will never want it to go away. Yeah. That's one of the greatest things about living. Yeah. And so kids are going to still accidentally be had. Yeah, but it's just. It'd be nice if vasectomies were easier so you could just, like, guys who just, like, even impulsively wanted to do it. Like, could go do it and then if they really want to have kids they can get it reversed yeah but like if it was easier for guys to get it honestly that that's actually a great solution you make it super easy for guys to get vasectomies and then easy for it to be reversed yeah that way guys can do it because they're gonna have sex anyways we might as well be safe we already have a population problem yeah. snip them they go out and party as long as they want and then yeah, when it's time to have kids they go well, honey, it's time to go back to the clinic and get this thing ready to go. Yeah. So, and then they can have kids the when the kids ready. Like, how is that not something that somebody's investing some money and time into? Why don't we I look at that? The good time and buds. Uh, do yeah, vasectomy. Do a vasectomy. Um, I think vasectomies are fairly common. They are. But I, the recovery process is pretty. Long. Did you know that most men like give vasectomies during March so they can just watch March Madness? That makes sense. Like, there's, like, a sharp increase in... Well, I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well save it for, like, an interesting time, and yeah. that's a great idea. Just sit on the couch and watch. Okay, so, but I mean, we're getting to the point where technology is such that we may be able to create a way that you can do it just with... Just put, like, a chip Super in non-invasive, or, yeah, yeah or just, just something like that makes you... Yeah. It's radioactive. We could do any number of things. Probably it's not like, radioactivity, but... It's like Bluetooth. You just turn it on and off with your phone. Oh, there you go. And then you either can have kids or you can't. See... And, like, That's we're busy protesting for things we don't believe in, or things we think we believe in, but we're, we understand the facts poorly, when we all could be donating money and participating in a thing that will not only save this planet, it will prevent unwanted pregnancies, it will, it will completely eradicate abortions, uh, it will completely bring the country together in that, like, yeah, well, I mean, other than the religious people, but everybody can have sex, and they'll be fine. Kids will not be had... And then once these people are adult enough to want to have kids, they're allowed to then get rid of it. Yeah. Like, if we actually invested in that, we could actually start making a huge step towards, you know, this population issue. Yeah. And, and it prevents abortions. Unwanted pregnancies. Unwanted pregnancies and abortions. Like, I, I'm for people get to pick what they want to do. Yeah. 100%. But less killed babies is better. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, if, you can if we're just talking numbers, killing a baby still sucks. Yeah. And so, if we get, a, we could completely get those numbers down. And then, what age do you have to start treating your kid like they're, be, like gonna be an adult? I think it depends on the kid. I don't think there's necessarily an age. But like, you want them to be like a kid for as long as they you can. You do well. Sort of. In a, yeah, that's part. Exactly. That's part of the reason our country's so weak now. Exactly, but because there's a that, little too long of letting people be children. Exactly. So what's that time frame? Like sixteen? Once you can drive. I think you. I think we need to bring the child labor laws down. It's at like fifteen or sixteen now. If you brought it down to thirteen, and I think thirteen year olds should be getting jobs. I had a job when I was thirteen. I know, but you have a family farm that's different. 
It's not the one we're talking about just straight work, though. No, I know, but... Like, kids should have the opportunity to work, like, during their summer. who's hiring a 13-year-old? There are a number of jobs that 13-year-olds can do, zero problem. Factory line jobs, low low issue of safety, like, you'd be fine. Yeah. Like, any idiot could do it. There's so many fucking pencil pushers. They have chimps that can fucking, you know, do license plates, you know? to pay them. Well, you gotta pay slavery. A, you gotta pay a thirteen-year-old. But like, what a great like opportunity! It works twofold. Want. It works twofold. One, the child learns how to work. He learns what the value of a dollar is when he's still in like a really good learning phase where he can still ingest a lot of information. Learns the value of a dollar and the 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 quality and feeling of a hard day's work. He gets a little spending money and he learns how to manage it wisely. And on top of that. Instead of kids just being bored all summer and playing video games, they A, have the option to work, B, have the option to work part-time, at least get them out of the house, and make a little money. It's like, hey, you want to do something this summer? Great. You have an opportunity to go make some money to do that thing. I think a business should only be allowed to hire on someone that young part-time, but if the kid wanted to get two part-time jobs, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But I don't think they should be hired on as full-time before. All right, that's a fair argument. Because that's just... I agree. That's just Kevin, asking too much of them. Well... Like, I mean, I think if they want to work 40 hours, they can, but you're right. If they want to get two separate jobs... Then, they, yes. yeah, they have to do that to work 40. I think it could be flexible where um, if the employee signs something that says, I want to work 40 hours, they can. The employer's just not allowed to ask them to work more than 20 hours. Yeah. But I think they could sign a form that, if they I want, want to work, I can work 30 hours, or I can work 35 or 40 hours. Yeah. Hell, I can work overtime. I'm here to 40. So. I'm 13, I fucking know everything. I mean, like, when I'm a parent. Like, because you obviously want to instill hard work. I do, I in, value that above almost any other trait in a human being. Yeah. I, I, people who work hard, people who don't work hard, I generally just don't care for. Yeah. I, I definitely don't respect them. Because they, they. Especially people that don't work hard and are given a lot of things. When I say I don't respect them, I could respect them on something else. But it, but for their yeah. their work ethic is a big point of contention. For them. Yeah, but oh. like if you don't ever have to work hard, then you don't honestly really know what it's like to work hard. You don't. And working hard is one of the foundations upon which mankind was built. You need to know what that is about. You need to participate. Working hard is so shitty. That it eventually gets to a point where it's so rewarding that you like it. Generally, like, I think most people who work hard, as long as they aren't in a job that, like, really sucks, most people who work hard are pretty satisfied with their lives. Yeah. Like, you know, it depends on the job, but, you know, if you enjoy your job or at least, you know, are good at it and get paid a decent amount or whatever, working hard is... Part satisfying. of the catalyst to happiness. It's satisfying. Yeah. After you put in a hard day's work and you go home and relax. 100%. And there's a bunch of people in this country that don't get that. And they think that there's nothing worse than a hard day's work. But secretly they're depressed. So that's why they're taking Xanax. And so. Yeah, depression naps. And, and de- yeah. People are taking depression naps when. Which I believe. Yeah. I understand that's a real thing. Yeah. Totally. I'm 100%. Just saying. I'm taking a lot of them. Yeah. I'm just but, saying. Like when you. Waking up in the morning, yeah, it's shitty. But by the end of the day, if you've worked hard, you come, you home, come satisfied, home satisfied. And you and do you not feel worry. Good about yourself. You feel good about yourself. You go, I did earn this fucking beer. I did earn this, you know, whatever whatever your thing is, it's like I earned this. Yeah, like And it makes life better. Just moving pipe all day and you're fucking sore and it's been a hundred degrees and you're yeah. sweaty and dirty. 
and you finally take a shower and drink a beer and get high, you feel so fucking good. There's nothing better than a cold beer at the end of a hard day. You no. know what is considerably less satisfying? Warm beer. A cold, a cold beer. Uh, no, even just a cold beer if you've been watching TV all day. Yeah. You didn't earn that. It's not it doesn't satisfying. taste. Yeah, it's not satisfying. You have to have the negative to feel the positive. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just... That's why everybody goes, I have depression. Because depression isn't generally a feeling of sadness. Depression is a feeling of not feeling anything. Yeah. Like, for the most part, it's just kind of a numb feeling. And so, when you don't have the hard exertion of the hard work, and then the sweet release of getting home, cracking a beer, whatever your thing is, smoking a joint, and then you you have that polarity of the hard work and the relaxation, that balance is what gives you balance in your life. If you just kind of coast, you just won't feel anything because you don't have a higher load. That's you just another have thing this. about like raising a kid. It's like they're gonna lose at something yeah. that they work really hard for at some point, and that's gonna fucking. Suck. But here's the thing: if you know about it beforehand and you're kind of mindful about it, you can go. Yeah, it sucks right now. That kid, there's nothing that breaks this kid, this kid's heart more than this issue, and that hurts a little bit. But what's great about it is my kid is learning a very valuable life lesson that you that like but they don't understand. It that. doesn't, Kevin. Those you don't have to understand a life lesson to have it seep in. Oh, I know, like I you know. You have to lose. You, but what I'm the saying first is, time you lose isn't the moment it clicks. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't make them like you can tell them all the right things that you want to tell them, but you still have to sit there and watch them cry I in agree. that moment, and that has to suck. I agree that sucks. But here's the thing about being an adult. You have the perspective of being an adult. Yeah. You know how minor this will be in this kid's life. He yeah. will not... It uh, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks to see anybody cry. Yeah. But you know in the grand scheme of things, A, this is making my kid better in the long haul. B, he will not even think about this a month from now, a week from now. Yeah. Depending on what it is. A year from now, definitely. Um, and... My kid's not being coddled. He's learning what it what it's like to lose, and that's going to make him a humble human being, a smarter human being, more well well educated and smart. Technically different. Yeah, but but he's getting all these life lessons. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand them or quantify can you know quantify them to himself. It's not tangible. T- tangible. Yeah, tangible yeah, to tangible him. Tangible, yeah. But the lessons are there, and he goes, "I lost." The kid may not get the the the. Uh, levity of the situation of what that'll mean for his long term thing but he still gets that he lost Yeah. and so at least it instills in him that I can lose and so I have to work to be better so I can win Yeah. if you tell everybody that they win every time you give them a participation trophy they don't have to work to win anymore Yeah. so they have no reason they just have to show up and they win these kids don't know better if they aren't taught that they have to work to win and then they'll just win even if they don't do anything they're just an animal. They're just an animal like anybody. Everybody was taught everything they know. Yeah. So then they'll just learn it. They'll just as, learn that they are. I don't have to do anything. I'm still gonna be fine. Yeah. I'm still gonna get a cupcake. I'm still gonna get a trophy. Yeah. Especially if you're white. And it's just, <laughs> it's just ah. There's and so much turmoil that goes with being a parent. Here's here's the big one, and I'm glad I remember this because this is probably the thing that I want to talk about most when it comes to being a parent in the future. Cell phones slash the internet slash porn. Kids have complete access to it. And yes, 
I think once you're an adult, you have watch as much porn as you want, ruin your dick, you know, whatever your vice is, you're allowed to do it. I would never stop you from doing it. Kids don't know better, A, B, their brains aren't fully formed yet. But you kind of have to give them a cell phone because you want them to be in step with their peers. Yeah, I don't Otherwise care. Otherwise they'll fall behind. No, they won't though. Not it, if you it, teach them. I suppose you could teach them, but... You know, they're going to be with their peers because I'm definitely sending my kid to a public school. Well, yeah, I mean, they'll be with their peers, but you can't... But you want them to have a cell phone because in this day and age, you kind of want to be able to get a hold of them. I definitely wouldn't get a hold of them as much as most parents do, but... We, I don't... I believe that you should let your kid go out and just get hurt a little bit. I think you have... Yeah, I think you have to... I don't think you can give them a phone until either they can drive or they're in high school. Yeah. No, I agree. They don't like. I don't think. They don't need it. You yeah. don't need a phone. No. Because you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Without me taking. They should you be there. allowed to get in a little bit of trouble because that's what teaches them independence. Yeah. Like, you everybody. You is, instill in them the ability to make smart choices. Yeah. And you let them make their own choices. Yeah. And if they fuck up, the, you, then you you react accordingly yeah. to what the level of whatever the thing is. Yeah. But, yeah, if. Kids don't... The problem is parents, especially the helicopter parents, treat it as if, like, this is my child forever. And they are, in a sense. But ultimately, they're not going to be living with you. You're not going to be feeding them. You're not paying their health care. You're not taking them to work. You're not taking them to school. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're not doing all these things. Event. You, what you're doing is raising a person you call your child. You're simply raising another human. Another human who will eventually be in this life so you have to teach them how to be independent because yeah. they will not be there. Um, and You will not be there. You can't control what your kids are going to learn at school anyways. No. You can't... You can't, you can't even control what their brain makeup is. Like, no, you can't... You But you all you can do is try your best at home and hope that it translates to them when they're away from you. Yeah, you just teach them good values. Yeah. And then... Because, yeah, you can't... You can't prepare anybody for every situation, but you can prepare them with a net with which whatever piece of information falls into that net, and then they apply their knowledge based on what you've taught them about the fundamentals to apply it to that situation. Yeah. Like, like I said, raising a kid's so easy. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Take them to the bowling alley every couple we're weeks. We're literally just laying it down for you. If you let them out of the cage. Um, but the, But... So, yeah, I agree that you shouldn't let them have a cell phone until probably high school, but who knows what that's going to look like by the time that we have kids that could possibly be in high school. You know how many years down the line that is? At least 16 to 9 months as far as I know. It's a long, yeah, it's a long time. Uh, especially with the exponential rate that things like technolo- technologically grow these days. Um so, and if a kid gets a hold of a cell phone, or, you know, any kid right now that has a cell phone that's under, you know, high school age, or even high school age, kind of dangerous when it comes to porn on the phones. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, look, porn's great. Everybody likes porn. Obviously. Um, but. It's not. You're it's not, it, really dangerous to, because kids have zero concept. Even if they've heard the word sex and think they know what it is, you get that. You get that that smart ass sixth grader who comes from kind of a rough family, and you talk, "Oh, I've seen sex." I know oh, what I sex know. Is all about. I know what a vagina looks it's like. It's like, dude, you got no fucking idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And then, so you have an entire generation of kids that gets their idea of what sex is through porn. Through porn, what kind of fucked up individuals. 
Yeah, like... Yeah. You... The, the way that it worked when there were it's magazines about... It's not romanticizing about, sex at all. No, no, no. It teaches men to be kind of brutal. Yeah. And men are completely dominant. And it's unhe- it creates an unhealthy balance. And it takes away all the... Not all the good parts of sex. But like what makes sex so good is the, the connection you have with the person. Yeah. It takes all that away. And it takes all that away... And you can't really regulate the internet because that's a really slippery slope. You really can't do it. I mean, your best bet, and I think I would have to do this, is put a block on the kid, the kid's phone. Oh, because again, I believe in freedom for all America, for everybody. I believe in f- everybody should be allowed to do what they want. Kids are a little different, and I've kind of changed my stance on this. But kids, they will find a way around it. You know that, right? No, they no, they will find a way around it. But even the fact that they have to find a way around it, you want there to be. Yeah. You know, a block. Because, dude, guys in their 40s can't stop looking at porn. Could you imagine if you had instant access to porn when you were 15? Like... Not that dial-up picture shit. Unhealthy. Yeah, not that dial-up. Unhealthy. So, and and Amer- humans have never had to deal with that. You have no idea what's going to happen based on this. And so, it... it yeah. Sex is such an important thing to our species literally the most important thing. But it's also like a fairly important thing in building relationships. Like I understand that there's casual sex and like it's not that big of a deal. But when you're having consistent sex with someone and you're out, you are building a relationship with it, it's a very different tool than just fucking somebody to fuck them. Yeah, but kids don't get the distinction. That's what I'm saying. If you just are watching porn, you don't get that. No. Yeah. I mean, it would completely like... You know, in 500 years, is love not even going to be connected to sex at all anymore? No. It's just what you do. Sex to, is what you do. Love yeah. is like who you spend time with. Yeah. Which, you know, arguably... Not the worst way to do not it. Not the worst way to do it. Let's 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 go into this for a second. It's pretty taboo. It's, it's pretty taboo. taboo. We're going to dive deep, though. Yeah. Let's ask this question, because we've got to ask this question. Somebody's Kevin, got to. Somebody's got to. What if... Because sex drives so much... Sex drives everything. Yeah. I mean, sex drives basically Product. 100% of things. Sex sells. Would you grab me one of those fresh ones? Sure will. Sex, so, sex, set. all right. So you take that out, right? Yeah. And you reduce it to, you fuck when you're horny, and then you spend your time with somebody you really care about. And fuck them. And fuck them, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. You can fuck who you love. Oh, no, you fine. absolutely can. That's fine. But I mean, like. You're allowed, like... You're at the mall, and you you see some hot chick, and you're horny. She's like, I'm horny, too. You want to fuck? Socially, it's acceptable <sighs> to go fuck that person. Yeah, that's another slippery slope on the rape issue. And then... No, but they're... Oh, yeah. But I'm saying both parties are into it. Yeah, okay. So, like, basically, like, glorified swingers. Yeah. Just... Or, like, uh... What are that's those... That's dangerous, too, though, because what are those there's... fucking, like, hippie camps? Communes. Yeah. And, like, I, I agree with that concept to some level... Of like I like I I'm a fan of free love and like fuck who you want and yeah do what you want because it's your body and it's we only have one time here we don't even know why we're here you might as well enjoy the parts that are enjoyable right yeah but I think there's an argument to be made that the you know have sex with everybody can um you know kind of drain you of the connection that you could theoretically have with somebody in the future I'm not saying it would yeah but there there is a certain level where people you know you lose What's special about having sex with people? Yeah. So, there's... It's... Okay. Obviously. It's like with anything. 
anything that's good, it's possible to do too much. How young are and, kids? And make what the good thing is worthless. Yeah. How young are kids fucking these days? I don't know, five. Like 12? It's really young. It's, it's, it's dangerously weird. young. It's dangerous. It's, yeah. Dude, and it, it that's part of what makes me not want to have a kid. Because I feel like kids now are all just fucking douchebags so who all think they know to things. Grow up. Yeah, yeah, they have the internet, so they think they just know things. Yeah, it's like uh, you, that's my other problem with being a parent is like there I've met kids like there are I met kids I hate. There's an age of kid where they just Junior annoy high. the piss out of you. Junior high kids are the yeah. fucking worst it's people like you don't in the world. Know They're worse anything. than ISIS. Like I'll you, say it. You know little school facts that I may have forgotten. But you know why I forgot those things? Because they don't fucking matter. And here's, when you grow up, you fucking idiot. But here's what's dangerous. Is like, you have knowledge bombs like that you could drop on a kid. But you can't. But should you? No. Not always. Because you want, like, you don't want the kid to have an overinflated sense of ego. But you also don't want him to have zero self-esteem. So you yeah. do have to reinforce his ideas and encourage him and be like, you know, they do something stupid or whatever. But you still encourage him, like, you can get better, whatever the thing is. You have to instill in them that they're a good quality person who's capable of anything while simultaneously keeping them from getting a big head. And they have no ability to discern. They just go with it. And so you're, it's just kind of ping pong back and forth on, you know, crazy and whatever, you know. Yeah. So that sucks too. Like you have to delicately, anything you, you do to your kid could theoretically fuck them up for the rest of their life. Yeah. Like you don't know a poorly placed, poorly timed comment affects a kid for the rest of his life. And he looks at life as like, you know, I'm a fat piece of shit and I'll always be a fat piece of shit. So eating disorders, just like, it's way too much responsibility, especially when you have people who are still kids themselves having kids. That's why we need to figure out a way to get a vasectomy thing that applies when you need it and then you can get rid of it how is when you need not, it because birth control is dangerous because it actually changes women's hormones. How is there not a birth control for men that's not condoms? There are, but they're all controversial and shitty. Yeah, I know. Like, like, none of them are, like, better than a condom or a birth control pill. But again, birth control pills. A woman was on birth control pills when she met her husband. She finally went off the birth control pills, decided she didn't like them anymore. Yeah. Because there's a physiological, like, you're attracted to people's scents. Yeah. And, like, that gets disrupted when you're on birth control. Birth control is not the way to go. No. It's not a magic pill and there's no side effects. Yeah. And so, a vasectomy thing, as long as it's not, like, cellular, like, actually messes with the biological part, just the physical part. Yeah. Physical, bio, whatever. Um, the physical act of like it just has some way of clamping off I don't know just vaporizes and whatever it is but it has you know I don't know it just like kills the sperm there's just gotta be a better way to do it and safer and again who doesn't want to stop abortions Satan like there are people these days though that are now going get that like there are people that are that have gone so far to where they're like Telling people about abortions before they even thought about it. Everybody that's that. I, I don't agree with that either. I don't either. I, you know, it's an individual choice. I think, yeah, I think that should be the most private of yeah. discussions. Yeah. I do believe that it's up to you. Yeah. Because I don't know you. I don't know your life. Your kid may be better off if they didn't come to... There's a lot of people that wouldn't like that statement, but no. honestly, there are lives 
that I, I honestly think it's kind of cruel to thrust kids into. They don't deserve that bullshit. Yeah. They'd rather be out in the ether, swimming around with no problems. Yeah. The universe. The universal. They want to go back and join the universal course instead of joining us here in this shit. But there's a flip side where, uh, I think it's an old Greek myth, but they say that the gods would kill, you know, they would kill to trade places with humans just for a day to know what it's like to actually know what pain is, real human pain, yeah. so they can also feel the joy of like real human achievement because gods don't have that yeah. because they just, they live up there. They live in lore. Yeah, I mean, they're gods. Yeah. They, have not, they have no natural predators, so to speak. Yeah. So there's there was an old Greek thing about how like gods would change any day with you and me if just to know what it is like to feel to be at the, the lows top, and highs. And I, top of the fucking food chain. Dude, it makes me feel good. Like, yeah. if I'm having like a pretty shitty day, I go like, I just kind of think about that like, people, you know, if they were to exist, I don't know what term I put on it, but like, somebody would kill to experience. Experience. Yeah. Somebody would kill to experience experience. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Even if it's shitty, the shitty, the, the valley, you can't have a mountain unless you have a valley before it, essentially. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't, I don't, being a parent. Raising kids is easy. From my, from what I'm Kids practically raise themselves with Pretty a video much. game and a Skittle. Yeah, you just put a phone in front of them. Yeah. That's another thing is, I just assume I would there never... There you go, jump into this one. I assume I would never just give my kids a Whether phone. Whether being rowdy in a restaurant or yeah. something. But I've also never experienced an annoying kid that won't stop crying and whining. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, obviously, look, I think you need to hit your kid. <laughs> like, yeah. if they won't calm down, you gotta tell Just them, shut up! Punch him. I believe in spanking. Allegedly, allegedly. I believe in spanking your child. No, I, abs- I, I, I obviously do not believe in hitting a kid, out of here but I do believe abuse. in spanking. I, spanking is not abuse. It, it's a little humiliating, and that's part of it. Yeah. Like, I'm as fucked up as anybody, but, like, I got spanked when I was a kid, and looking back, I'm glad they did. Because it's a physical act of I am dominant Superior over you, you because I'm your parent. Like, you have to respect your parents. Yeah. Like, your parents have years and years, no matter how dumb they are, they at least have years and years of experience. You could be the smartest guy in the world, but if you have no experience, you're worth nothing. Yeah. So, while they may not know a lot of facts, they at least have a bunch of experience. Yeah. So, no matter how shitty they are, they at least have a little more wisdom than you. And so, yeah, I think spanking is a good way to assert the dominance because you have to. Your kids, kids come into this with less instincts than animals. If you drop any animal into a pool of water, it will instinctively stop. Except for monkeys. A couple monkeys. A lot of them will hold their breath. Some monkeys just drown. But but most animals, you drop them in water, they they instinctively hold their breath. Humans and a couple monkeys are the only thing that doesn't. Because humans are dumb, and we come into this not knowing anything, and so if you don't teach your kid that you that you do know more than they do, think about how long it takes human babies to walk yeah. compared to most other animal babies. And they forget that that was just like six years ago, and now they're telling their parents what they think. Yeah, they know. And my parents always told me like one day, you know, you'll tell me that we were right. And even when I was a kid, I was like, God damn it. I know that's true. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm right, but, like, I even knew it as a kid. Like, I know that eventually I'm going to have to fucking tell you people that. And I'm going to be pissed when I have yeah. to do it. Like, but I'm going to do it because I know it's going to be true. Like, every time I ever got in an argument with my parents, when I would, like, think about it later, it's like, 
like they're probably fucking right. Yeah. But you think so hard that you're fucking right. Well, it's just like when you're in high school. Like we went to the Dayton high school football game the other night, getting wild for a night. That was fucking fun. It was fun, but you know you're watching these kids. You have no idea who these kids are. We didn't really give a fuck. Like we wanted the Pirates to win, but we didn't really. <laughs> we give a didn't fuck. give a fuck. Just there watching. To those kids, that is life or death. That was everything. Like when we lost on our way to state, there were so many guys in the locker room just crying, crying, cry- tears. I wasn't one of them. I would, of course not. <laughs> what am I? What am I? Some sort of Nancy? Fucking high school. So, school. but they're all crying, and it's like, or like when somebody breaks up with their significant other in high school, and it's like, this is the end of my life, and it's like. Dude, you don't even know what the fuck is coming next. Like, yeah. you're gonna look back on this like such a blip. You're it's, not even gonna recognize the person you were in high school six years down the line. But but you don't realize that because you don't have the perspective. Yeah. Yeah, my high school self and me right now, almost. I mean, like we still have the same sense of humor. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much. Sense of humor, sense of humor, and math. Those are two truths in this universe. Yeah. Like good humor. If someone has a good sense of humor, I can be their friend. Yeah. I don't give a shit. They're, yeah, they're funny, open about, you know, their shit. They're not, like, weird about it. And if they're, here's the thing. There's a giant line between people who can quote things in a funny well, way yeah. and people that just quote, quote movies things. incessantly. It's a thin line, but it's a giant difference. You know what I can't get over? If someone doesn't come across as genuine... I can't, I can't stand being like around them. Like I can't stand yeah. them because if you're not genuine to me, then I don't believe anything you tell me at all. Like I just don't. I just I can see right through you. Yeah. And so it's like and and like you get that sense when you're talking to them, even if they've hardly said anything. Just by the vibe you get from them, you either feel like you're having a conversation with somebody, or you're having a conversation with sort of a story. Like, yeah. just kind of an ego with a face on it. Yeah. Like... And they're not actually engaging in the conversation. Yeah. They're just saying vague generalities. Like, I have people coming to my mind right now, I know you do as well, that are just like, I've talked to that person so many times, yet I feel like I've never conversed like with every them. Time I every time I talk to this person, they ask me where I'm working now or something. Yeah. It's like, we've had this conversation. They're not listening. They're talking to me to put on the front of their interest and... In, but they're not soaking any of it in. And I think that's why, like, typically, like, intellectuals and, like, introverts who are typically a little more correlated than extroverts, they're obviously smart extroverts. Yeah. But I think more introverts are that way. Where they're just painfully aware of the fact why that no small cares. talk sucks. Yeah. They're, they, just, they just know that you're telling me this. I don't care what you're saying. I'm telling you this. And I know that you don't care what I'm saying. There are some but people where it's like, I can tell we have here. an actual connection. Yeah. But yeah, socially, we've got to talk about the weather. We've got to talk about what I've been up to the last six months and what I think I'm going to be doing in five years. Like, and that's what shitty is. Because like a lot of people don't, and I take comfort in, like, because it makes me super uncomfortable, small talk. But I take comfort in knowing a lot of people, like, they're pretty cool with it. So as long as I participate and give vaguely funny answers yeah. to the best of my ability... It's fine because that's most people thing. don't really care. That's the thing is anytime I'm engaged in small talk, I just try to turn everything into a joke. 
Yeah. And then see what happens. I've just learned to ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Because if I you, don't have to talk, and they think that I'm a great conversationalist. Yeah. Even though they do Let all the talking. Let them talk. Yeah. And just seem intrigued. And Yeah, you seem intrigued, and sometimes it even will be intriguing. And then you just ask follow-ups. Like, what's that like? Like, oh, that's crazy. Like, how did that work for you? Like, yeah. what did you even do? Like, like, and then you can... Conversations easy when you come down to it as long as you have and good questions And then you can pick ask. up on their vernacular and like how they're expressing things and you can pretty much read a person yeah. enough to just make them swear by you. Well, here's the thing is I think the people who you connect with are the people or at least you and I connect with are the people who um, also seem like they're like they don't give a shit about the small talk. Yeah. Like whenever we become friends with somebody it's never the people who just do small talk. No, it's always the people that we meet them five minutes later we're talking about aliens. Yeah, it's like, this guy gets that this is all kind of bullshit, too. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah, this guy gets Like, that's pretty much... I mean, we all... Well, to varying degrees. We fall into different categories, but... Yeah. We generally... You can tell when you're talking with somebody who you actually connect with when you don't feel that barrier of we're just engaging in small talk to engage in small talk. Yeah. And it's nonverbal. There's a weird just exchange of energy where you know. And that's what is just weird about being a person. Is how, like we have instincts that tell us Dude, I was, true I things. I read a bunch of stories on the chat the other day about people whose instincts just told them something was yeah. up. And then like something happens and they were right. Dude, you like learn to be in tune. tell you a lot. Yeah. Like your gut just tells you like stick with something or like don't. don't it could be wrong, this. but it also, you just got to learn how to tune it in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because there's two modes of thinking. There's the immediate and then there's the, the slow and more thoughtful. And um, the first one is just your immediate reaction. Anything, you know, swerve the car, things that, my cat. Yeah, he got up on a chair somehow. Uh, yeah. well, quite, he likes to sleep there. He's quite the jumper. Um, but just things that are basically involuntary things that just happen. And usually when we look at a problem, it's just in that uh, Thinking Fast and Slow book, but they talk about um, how when any situation happens, you your mind automatically has a reaction. Yeah. And sometimes it's right. A lot of times it can be right when it comes to you know avoiding danger and, you know catching yourself if you're about to fall or whatever the thing is, your mind reacts and you have no control over it. Um, and so, but the problem is sometimes we answer questions or react to the wrong situation based on thinking that that's the purely instinct. our instinct. Yeah. When in reality, there is a second mode of thinking that's your more thoughtful side that like can go, hold on well, a minute. Yeah. Think out the, the fucking... It's the one... That's the actual thinker side. That's the one yeah. that's really a lot more conscious. Weighs even though, the, prob the possibility of all the outcomes. Yeah. Rather than just like... Out of the corner of, our, corner of your eye, you Boom. see something coming and just like dodge it. Yeah. Well, did I tell you in the, uh, the other book I was reading, uh, Waking Up by Sam Harris, one of the famous atheist guys, uh, How to Find Spirituality Without Religion. Awesome book. Just finished it. It's kick-ass. But uh, did I tell you that he talks about how half of your brain that does all these operating things very well might also be conscious within your own brain, but you're not aware of it. Yeah. You, There's a secret watcher 
of what you think are your thoughts. There's a whole because you could separate your brain into the two hemispheres, and you could still live pretty much independently without one. You just may lose a couple motor skills or maybe forget uh, your aunt. But like for the most part, you could still operate, and you will still think of yourself as Kevin, or I would still think of myself as Austin, with half of your brain gone. Yeah. So Fuck is yeah. the soul in the brain? Not necessarily, no. because you can remove either part, and you stay, or you're there, or you might not be, or. If part of your brain gets damaged, you forget who you are, you forget your family. And so uh, the point is, you have what you think are your thoughts, even though thoughts aren't really you. That's bullshit. Where but there may be another half that's watching those thoughts, judging you that you aren't even aware of in your own head. When people go into a coma, are they still conscious? He didn't talk about that in that book, but I, I've heard like, yes. Cause like I've heard sometimes. Your spirit can't be in your brain, I don't think. It's it, it. I mean, it can't, and that's what this book argues, is that like your brain can be altered in so many ways, that like change who you are, or can keep it the same to where like the amount of variables. It's like your collection of these things, your collection of experiences that have manifested itself based on your biology and you know upbringing and society that makes you who you are. There's an argument that we don't have free will because we're simply a product of our upbringing. And yeah. which, which makes sense. But, but how... when it comes to moral things, there's some question. But, again, would you make that moral decision if you were raised differently? Probably. Where's... Where's the... Where's the spirit at? The, like, what That's is... the intangible. Yeah. Like, what is it that makes you Kevin? Yeah. What is it that makes Devin, Devin? Yeah. Devin is a unique person. 100%. He doesn't, you know, he anybody else could use his words. Well, he's a bad example. But, uh, in terms of words, yeah. But, but, again, and we've talked about this before, but throughout our lives, we completely change our opinions, our clothes, our, outview, our outlook on life, our feelings about our parents, our feelings about our friends. Like everything about us changes constantly. We are never in stasis. The only constant in life is change. But yeah. we're still the same person person in every way that we were before and that's where the magical mystical soul part comes in yeah and my i just i i concede to the to the idea that when is there never a twist in life where you think something's going to be one way but is there never a twist the future is never what we think it is it's this is the biggest one it's so strange for us to be on this planet at all for any of this to exist life like there's so there's infinite different possibilities for the ways of this. This is the way it works, though. Yeah. And it's so weirdly uniform. We happen to be on this one, and it is so weird. One of the most unexplainable things about the universe is how explainable it is. I think that was Albert Einstein. Yeah. And it's true. Like, there's... Look. We're both... I, I mean, I think... How would you describe yourself? I would say agnostic. I would say I have certain leanings uh, based on upbringing that make sense to me. But more in a theological kind of live your life sense. I, uh, say, I don't bother myself with the facts. I bother myself with what those facts, what the stories are trying to tell me. I would say I'm agnostic, leaning towards atheist, but I also really like like Buddhism and like Buddhism. Buddhism is the way to go because there's no God in it. There's, there's just learning how to live. Yeah, it's just it's all about living in the moment and embracing. 
what's going on around you. I would say I'm probably a Buddhist like mentality more than anything because like inherently I know what they're saying to be true because what they claim is self-evident. Yeah. That you can the now is all we have. It. Suffering is part of being a human and treat other people well. Like you don't need to believe anything to get that. Yeah. Like it makes complete sense. You can just do that. Now, where I was going with the thing before was so you're agnostic leaning towards atheism. I'm agnostic leaning towards I I just think atheism is as much a religion as anything else and I know people would argue that it's not, but I've looked into it. I went down that path for a while personally and I and I, I agree with a lot of what they say yeah. because they're arguing against they're arguing against traditional religion. But they never they can't argue against any other possibility because any possibility is possible, but yeah. they can't argue against them because they're not confined to a religion. So technically it's a religion as much as anything. It's just arguing that there is nothing. Yeah. And so yeah, it makes sense it's because people it's are, observable. Religious people are arguing without fact that there's a God and yeah. atheist people are arguing without fact that there's nothing. Yeah. I mean they they have more evidence on their side to support their claim for sure. But they're arguing without fact that there's nothing. Well, and it's impossible for there for nothing to have created something cuz nothing is inherently nothing. Right? Yeah, but that but I'm just I'm just throwing but, that out but there. I'm also I'm also one to believe that we've never had nothing. So we don't know. That's very possible. But like that that's where you get just so into the weeds. But then we're also you, we're, we're matter, too small to understand that kind be, of vastness. Matter cannot be created nor destroyed. You like that post that I put yeah, on? So like deck? so Ladies and gentlemen, matter cannot be created or destroyed. Therefore, you are as old as the universe. So therefore, how could how could a how could there have been nothing before that if matter cannot be created or destroyed and b how is the universe expanding if matter cannot be created or destroyed expanding is different than creating or destroying though it's just a gradual movement outward it's not necessarily a growing but it's growing into the void of nothing that is allegedly out there that's that's not making more matter though that's just furthering your distance out from the center yeah. But I just so you look at all these but things that are so uniform and math works and the fact that math works is crazy. I mean I mean I know that it's a truth but like in in the a different universe someone, math 2 plus someone, 2 could equal something different. The fact that someone came up with it. Yeah. The fact yeah. that someone discovered math is insane. Well, I heard a decent argument for well, no, no, I can't remember that whole thing, but, um, I just, there's too much that's both explainable and unexplainable for me to ever go the atheist route because I just, nothing about this make, everything makes sense. You think I like, but, the, but the more you peel away a new layer, the more you go, yeah, like Existence in general is just strange. I like the idea of atheism, but I don't like the aggressive atheists where they just... I agree. If you want to be an atheist, like, Ian's an atheist, and I'm fine with it. Like, I get why he sees things that way, and I respect it. Yeah. Like, I don't blame him for thinking that way because it makes sense uh, when it comes to, like, a, a, you know, 
rational, witnessing rational, yeah. uh, you know, evidence based living. It makes sense. Your experiences, but there are unexplainable things that um, evidence, hard evidence, can't always explain. But it happens, you know. And like uh, divine intervention. Yeah. That like I hundred percent believe in divine intervention. I somewhat believe in karma. I karma makes sense on a couple different levels. Like it could make sense in a cosmic level, but it also just makes sense on a day to day person to person level. Yeah, like if you if you do dick, nice things for people, they'll do nice things for you. Yeah, like if you're a dick, people aren't gonna want to help you. Yeah, hundred percent. So like, it works. Yeah, it's self evident, mm-hmm. which is one of the important things about claims that are made about the origin of life. Yeah. Look. Any religious person, if you're making a claim about the way this planet was started and all these things and you want people to believe it, you know, hook, line, and sinker, you need, at least for me and I think for a lot of open-minded people, you need more than just a story. Like, if something that fundamental, that important is true, it needs to be able to hold up to the fire, you know, logic. Yeah. Generally. But again, there's just... Well, okay, that's the same for religions. But if we're talking the grand sc- scheme of things, it doesn't owe us an explanation at all. Well, and that's so, the thing. There is no logic with the universe. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's And the logic, problem is that could be made from a religious logic, standpoint. There's logic in the way that it works. Like, I, you can see, obviously, how it works. We're... Are, we are progressing at that every single day. Yeah, I mean... But there's no... You get some germs, you get sick, you scrape your knee, you get there's a There's no logic to how it started, why it started, where it started, Yeah. what started it. There's no logic to the beginning. The beginning, whether you're religious or whether you're atheist or whatever the fuck you believe, there's no logic to the beginning of... There's not. Earth. If you're atheist... And I respect that point of view. I absolutely do. But if you're atheist, you are asking 100% unequivocally. If you're atheist, you're asking for one free miracle on the beginning of life. Yeah, but religious people are asking for... that. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, but atheists have... make... They, they're allowed to because that's their whole thing. Regardless... Like, they live on the miracle myth or reality or whatever it is regardless you have to ask for a miracle if yeah you're if you're an atheist you still have to ask for a miracle because something still started something something fucking pulled the rip cord and got this lawnmower moving man yeah like so that, that's <laughs> the big dilemma is no matter who you are you admit to something had to happen yeah and so yeah and, how, and you got to teach your kids these things. That's the thing is when do you start? When you do don't you start, start early. Being real with your kids. You don't. You don't start early. You let your kids. You tell your kids what you believe. You absolutely yeah. can. Yeah. And they're your kids. Honestly, like I keep flip flopping on this. On you know, is religious doctrine for your child child abuse? It certainly can be because if you like use it, it like a dipshit. You can instill and. You can instill a, you know, vision of hell that fucks a kid up for life, you know, for life and fuck me up for a long time. You know, you can instill these different ideas that can harm a person psychologically. 
and that's an issue. Is it child ab- abuse? Maybe, but the parents just try to do what they think is the best for their kid. Yeah. So it's kind of a, you know a weird dichotomy, you yeah. know, a weird paradox. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't, I don't think know. it's child abuse. I don't think it's child abuse either. But I used I think, to think it I was. I think it becomes child abuse at the point where you don't let them choose for themselves. Then it becomes child abuse. I would agree. If your kid is like 13 or 14 and starts to question why they have to believe this, and you tell them that they just do because you know it to be true, yeah. then at that point it becomes child abuse and psychologically it Here's be the problem, though. The person telling that child that it's child abuse probably was told the same thing as a kid. They just didn't necessarily have a separate idea about it or a different idea about it. So they went along with the thing. And to them, it's as real as life itself. But that and so it's hard to, like, like that, that parents makes just want their justif- kids not to go to hell, you know? That makes like it's, it it's so a weird... justifiable, but that doesn't make it not child abuse. I agree. I agree. It, could definitely, it would definitely still classify as child abuse, but it's hard to necessarily blame the parents because... They're, it's not like they're trying to scam their kids. No, know? they just want their kids to be in what they view as the safest, the safest yeah. possible. Not to mention whatever. Not to mention, and like obviously, religion does some bad things in terms of you know, it's you know, like jihad radicals, and radicals. Radicals, yeah. I mean, there's radicals. Radicals are bad for every cause. Yeah. But like. There are really, really good things about religion. It teaches people good morals. It teaches people good, different things. And yeah, you know, while there are bad parts, sure. And I disagree with a lot of, you know, what certain churches say about things. Um, there's something about teaching people to be just good moral people, and yeah. religion's really good for that. That where uh, atheism fails. If you can teach the morals of the Bible. While also teaching your kids to reason and like kind of pick the the morals out of the context, yeah, not necessarily take it for what it is. Hundred percent. Like you can teach them, okay, like yeah, no, okay, Joan, they didn't wander the desert for forty five actual days with no food or water, but like that's a punishment that would be justifiable for this offense or whatever. Yeah, like you just like. There are consequences for what you do. That would be the moral of the story. And you have to teach them that while also teaching them the fucking... The independent thought and the questioning of it. The the questioning of it. Which is troublesome as a parent to teach kids to question what they're told. Because you want them... Because you want them to trust you. Yeah. As they should. I mean, you're their parent. You're probably not trying to harm them for the most part. Yeah. But it's a dangerous thing to tell a kid to not trust authority figures. Or, you yeah. know, at least question authority figures because you're one of them. Yeah. Like, you, you have to, like, like that's the whole thing is you have to teach them situational awareness. And, like, you're allowed to do these certain things that people may tell you you're not allowed to do. Mm. But you're allowed to do them when the situation is appropriate. Yeah. And it's up to you to determine when the situation is appropriate. Yeah. The kids just don't have that concept. Not for a while. Not for a long time. I mean, I'm just hitting the point where they say that your brain's nearly fully formed. They say it happens around 25. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yeah, you don't want to be throwing any crazy ideas at kids who just aren't ready for those concepts. No. Like, trying to explain, like, when a kid asks you about outer space. Yeah. Like, you can't just tell them what outer space really is. Yeah. That's terrifying. Our space is crazy, man. That's terrifying for me, and I only have, like, a rudimentary fucking concept of it. 
Just we're just so insignificant. On the so insignificant. And once and once we're you still worry about who's having sex with each other. Once you realize how insignificant we are on a grand scale, that's when you start to realize how ins- insignificant people dressing up as shitty costumes are. Yeah. Like that doesn't matter. It doesn't. That is as insignificant in what we got going on here as we are and what the universe has going on here. Yeah. Like, that is not going to halt day-to-day activity. It doesn't. And that's why everybody should be in charge of their own meat and are allowed to do what they want as long as they're not bugging anybody else. Because, yeah, everything seems so serious when we're looking at it at such a micro level. And you could call all of America still a very micro level. You could call humanity probably. Still a very micro level when you just consider the madness of the vastness of the whole universe. Yeah. Like, that, it, 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 guys, we're here, that's all we know. That's all we know. Yeah, it's like, guys, shut, sh- sh- shut up. We're here. Yeah. Let's just, let's move forward from that. Yeah. All we know, seriously, like, in, in full reality, like, we can't see Wi-Fi, we can't see radio waves, but they're going around us. Who knows what else is out there just going around us? So the answer is, we are here. That's what we know. And that's it. So, so what are we going to do? If you want to spend let's, let's your party. whole time working your fucking ass off, trying to fucking... Climb the corporate ladder climb, and then yeah, die. And then d- die with all your money in your bank, be my fucking guest. Yeah. If you want to have a heart attack at 56 because you lived a stressed out businessman lifestyle the whole time... Go ahead. That's yeah. That's but the way don't to do it. fucking look down at me if I want to fucking party and barely make ends meet, but enjoy my time. Yeah. In the meantime, like that's how you're I, just as allowed to do that yeah. as they're allowed to do their thing. It's like we're all we know is we're here. Like one of the biggest questions is what is the meaning of life? Yeah. So everyone gets to try to figure that out on their own path. And it's funny because that's always like treated as just like oh, what's the meaning of life? I don't know what's the meaning of life. It's always true. But think about it for a second. Yeah, think about it for a second. People, since the beginning of time, have been asking that question. And the answer essentially is whatever life is for you. It's essentially the answer. But there is no answer to that question. Which is why it's so frustrating that everyone thinks that they have to follow this one trajectory that, for whatever reason, has been picked out for us to live out. It's like, no. You don't have to fucking do anything. go to school, then get a job, or go to more school, and then get a job, and do all this shit. Pay like, student loans. You have the creative freedom to, if you, I mean, what's shitty is you have to have money, pretty yeah. much. So you are, you are caught up in that whole aspect, but if you can find a way to make money doing anything, you can literally do anything, yeah. and succeed at it, if you can find a way to make money. Like, like, adults, you know, or like, they always ask like comedians like what'd your parents think when you decided to become a comedian and you know so many and especially if it's like a like a set of parents that are like really go-go like work hard upper class you know uh, lovey dotty like we're going to the uh, the yacht club uh, yeah I'm gonna shoot a quick uh, 18 and uh, you know like, whatever yeah uh, just the uppity people and then you know they look down on somebody who it's just barely scraping by, but they're loving being a comedian or loving being a musician or loving being a starving artist. Like People look down on that, and I don't understand it because at the end of it, we all die. So we're all going to end up in the exact same place. We start in the same place. Literally everybody you've ever met has come out of a, a human woman. 
Everybody you've ever right met at one point lived in a human woman. And vagina or stomach. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, came out of the... Ideally, you want to come out of the pussy because there are like microbes that when you come out and you get covered in that vagina slime, yeah. it's like really good. <laughs> like you develop a lot less uh, allergies and like sicknesses if you're born through the pussy. Yeah. Vagina, allegedly. Pow! Right um, <laughs> what was I talking about on the other side? Pussy farts. Um... I honestly have no fucking idea. Um, we were talking about... Um, oh, everybody was born from a woman, and everybody ends up back in the ground. So, yeah. to criticize somebody for living their life, not having enough... Not having that much money, but they're enjoying doing their interpretive lesbian dance painting. Right? That's how I think it's interpretive lesbian dance painting. <laughs> okay, so that's what they enjoy doing. They don't make any money, and they're always kind of hard up, but they're having the time of their life. Yeah. You, on the other hand, have a ton of money, but you can never go anywhere because you have to continue to make money to support your lifestyle that isn't being lived because you are working all the time and trying to make that money. And your not that great if you're nitpicking how other people are deciding to do theirs. Yeah, so, like, who's... Who's the loser and who's the winner there? I will make the argument that, again, if the artist is working hard and being satisfied by their work and not making a lot of money, that's one thing. If you're just kind of lazy piece of shit, you don't feel like making money, but you kind of feel fine about it, that'll stop. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to be a piece... You are a piece of shit because you're not doing anything. Yeah. And hard work, you know, going out and working hard and working all the time is better than that existence because at least you're being productive. You're, you know... I don't think humans are here to do nothing. I think they're here to contribute. Yeah. And so you're either contributing with art, money, whatever your thing is. But if you're doing nothing, you kind of fucking suck. You'll eventually, you'll eventually lose your mind because yeah. you can't just do nothing forever. Yeah. You have to have some sort of purpose to get you out of bed in the morning. That's what's so funny about human beings is like... We're such a complicated species, but ultimately we're just like a cat with a toy and that like we'll lose our minds unless you give us something to focus on. Yeah. If you give us a goal to focus on or we're going to the beach two weekends from now or I can't wait for Vegas, you know, when Harrison turns 21. Yeah. Like if you give us something to look forward to or just something to keep us occupied, we don't dip into existential despair but if you leave people alone for, for any period of time, especially by themselves, and I know that because I've lived by myself for a number of times, that like I've gotten in that existential dread, and number like you just leave people by themselves, they'll just slowly go, "What am I doing here?" You know, I'm not doing enough, and yeah, you just drive yourself insane. But if you give people just a little, like here's something to work towards. If you bring in enough cans. You're gonna get the best award from you know for donating the most cans. Yeah. And so people they will strive for it. That's why people join you know uh, town hall or uh, like community planning, uh, whatever's. Yeah. Because they want to make a difference. Because as a human, there's a hardwired thing that you need to make some sort of impact. Otherwise, like the human just doesn't function right. And we're as complicated and as simple as that. It's weird. We're, we're the most 
complicated, but were the least. I don't, I don't know, really know how to say it, but like we just were the least. We're simple. We're just not easy. Yeah, we made it so much harder on ourselves. Yeah. Just because we wanted things more convenient. But on the flip side of that, I think part of man's job here on Earth. Maybe not job, but I think part of what makes man so interesting is the fact that we do move forward in such a way. Animals don't move forward. My cat is never going to be more than a cat. Yeah. Like, animals don't... Humans make things. Humans have made things that make people better when they're sick. I mean, just speaking of the human body in general, I broke my ankle three months ago through the way that science has worked and just you do this program and it will work... I got my x-rays back. My ankle is fine. Yeah. Like, it went from completely, like, broken, snapped in two, like, all this shit, and then just by doing what they said, x-rays are back up, ankle's back to normal. Like, the body just does things. Yeah. The human body by itself is the strangest fucking thing. It's one of the most complicated. It's just Like, all your veins working. reach the moon and back, like, a thousand times. Just constantly working. Yeah. Your heart never stops beating until you die. And you don't have to do anything to make it do it. You get fucked up. You can do cocaine. You know, you do all these different things. Your body just keeps You literally rolling. make it so hard on your body. Yeah. Or at least we do. We do. And it just keeps trucking. It does. It's just like, yeah, well, this shit again? All right. Yeah. We know the fucking drill. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people are as simple, but not, they're simple, but not easy. There's, yeah. Just like parenting. Just like parenting. It's simple. It's not easy. It's probably not simple either. I think it's simple in terms of the best you can keep the parents married. Like, kids who grow up in two-parent homes are like a gazillion times more likely to be successful in life. And it's not... And what's frustrating is that stat, people will go, that's an offensive statement. Like, there's so many good single parents out there. Like, no fucking shit! But the statistics yeah, and are... and some shitty married couples, too. Yeah. But the statistics show that that is a better environment if, for the kid to yeah. grow up in. If, Go fuck yourself if you think it's not. If you're looking to bet with the... Okay, if we that, will all bet with the odds. That should go for anything in life. If you want to bet with the odds, use it. If because that it's a, wasn't yeah. the best way to raise a kid, majority of people would not do it that way. Yeah. That would not be the way that it's looked upon as do, to do it. Yeah. If that wasn't the best way, we wouldn't all fucking strive for that. Yeah. So don't tell me that that's offensive. I understand that there are good single parents, and I understand that there are a lot of successful people that came from single parent yeah. families. Obviously. But it's more effective to raise a child in a two-parent household than to not. Yeah. And don't tell me otherwise. Like, and it, it just, it, it always blows my mind that when we have a stat like that, that is basically self-evident, like that just makes sense why that would work better. Yeah. That people are still willing to go, that's not true, or they'll, or yeah, they'll just argue like, well, there are some two-parent households that are just terrible. Like, yeah, we know, but like, you're in Vegas, you're going to play the odds. Yeah. Like, these... If, yeah. If you've got... <laughs> if, okay, if, let's say you have cancer, right? And they go, well, we have two treatments. The first treatment, you have like an 80% chance of survival. That's pretty traditional. We've been doing it for a lot of years. Um, and then they go, 
we have this other thing. Sometimes it works. Hey, sometimes it works. Uh, but you know what? The important thing is, you know, it just kind of does its own thing. It's equal. It's, it's, it's equal, yeah. I mean, we don't let any, you know, this chemical be any higher than this. We yeah. just kind of send it towards you. And we have no record to see what will happen from it. But it seems like a good concept to us. Again, 20%. Looks pretty good. What are you going to pick? You're going to pick the one that's been tried and trusted, and it makes sense. Yeah. You're going to try the one with solid evidence. Yeah. And, and but, it's, it's got to be a thousand but, times easier in a committed relationship. Yeah. Well, but the, the frustrating thing is nobody's willing to admit it because it falls under kind of a Judeo-Christian, like, this is how you run your family according to the way that God set for our people. Yeah. And people argue against it, I think, partially based on that idea even yeah. though that's not why it works, yeah. it works because it's logical. And I'm not. I'm not. You need feminine and you need masculine. You need the balance, ideally. Yeah, I mean, two gay guys or two lesbian chicks can raise a kid. Obviously, that's they fine. they can raise great kids. They yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you need a yin and a yang, a, ideally. You need, yeah, you need a masculine because. If you're a 13-year-old girl with two gay dads yeah. and you have your period for the first time... They can make some educated guesses. Yeah, but they, what are they going to do? They're, they're, still, gonna they're go as get, much men as you and I are. They're going to go get a sister or they're going to go get a yeah. mom or they're going to go get an aunt. They're going to go get some female to bring in for this little girl to help her handle that because they have no experience yeah. in that field. Especially if they're gay men and don't even... They're not even attracted to women and have never... Yeah, they can't advise... Been around that area. Yeah, I mean, so most... Yeah, people are born gay. That's fine. That's great. It happens in nature. I have no problem with it. Most people are born straight. So it would make sense that if you have a straight child, it would make more sense to have a straight set of parents. Yeah. Only... not. I'm not saying it's better, but I'm saying it makes sense Yeah. because... They have the perspective of liking the opposite gender, and they have both genders to interplay off of each other. Yeah. Like, they're... Obviously, they're great parents. I get so tired of having to, like, quanti- or qualify Just, it. Yeah. But... If it, all things being equal. All things being equal, it... The, the two gendered... The double... The male and the female parents has a slight edge over over the people with slightly... Look, they want to talk about people who have more expertise in it because they live it. Well, there you go. We've got a lot more data on heterosexual couples yeah. and how it makes the world run. Yeah. Like... way it's been going for a long time. Because for a long time, two males or two females couldn't have kids. Because yeah. you can't... Have kids without both one set of each. Yeah, we didn't always have the turkey baster sperminator. We didn't always have adoption. <laughs> I think it's the turkey, turkey baster sperminator. And you just shove up the vag and, and just, just squirt it. It's yeah. like a little cream donut. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. But like in nature, we didn't always have adoption. Yeah. So we didn't have a lot of two dudes raising one kid. Yeah, there's not a lot of quantifiable data yet. Yeah. It's just like the internet. Yeah. Like. We we see what is being done. It'll be ten years. But we have or no idea what the effects will be. The effects. And you know maybe it'll be better. Yeah. But I mean, based. But again, we're just going based on the data. Which who can blame us for that? You do that with any other. And I would. What are the say, odds that my house is going to sell in the next two months? I would. Still I'm going to go with say, the odds. I would still say that two 
dads or two moms is better than a single parent household. Oh, for sure. Because at least you have two perspectives. You need, you need two, two per- Well, and you have a loving union. Yeah. You have, you have your example is two people who love, love each, each other. other for the kid to watch. Yeah. That's that's the most important. It definitely goes okay, so it goes heterosexual, gay, lesbian. Come on. Yeah, no, two no, moms. I, gay, what is that? We need more it's people. It's like are division gonna... and multiplication. You just go down. The well, what's funny is, I mean, obviously, so if you got two lesbians, more likely they're going to teach the kid to chop wood than the gay dudes. That's true. Like so, it, throw you know, a football. Yeah, flip a coin. They're yeah. gay and lesbian. They're pretty much the same. So you got straight, then gay and lesbian, then single parent, then no parent, then some sort of quasi wolf uh, kid. A wolf kid. I think the old kid raised by wolves. Let's hear it for the wolf kid. Um, they've been giving us the light for like a while. Yeah, we're passionate about parenting here at Good Time Advice. Look, I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited to listen to this again when we have someday kids. when yeah when kids are a part of the picture and going. God, I was so we right. We had it all figured out, baby. <laughs> I wasn't wrong about one goddamn thing. Classic me. All right, keep it crispy. Wear a condom, we'll see you after the break. (laughs) Are you looking to go trick-or-treating this Halloween but are tired of all the fucking kids? Come join the good time of buds at our adult Halloween party. We will have bombing for apple pipes, a costume contest where the top prize goes to the most offensive costume, and want to trick or treat? Knock on our door where we'll be handing out hash brownies and travel sized liquor. And stop by our house of fear if you enjoy paranoia and screaming. And if you're going to be offended, go be offended at somebody else's party. Halloween? More like hella weed. We're the good time and buds. This message brought to you by Devin's Dealership. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going <laughs> to hop into our uh, story of the week, and uh, it's actually similar to last week where we talked about WWE right after it happened. We're going to talk about another thing that just happened, which is Halloween 2017, and we went to Corvallis. Wine and cheese party. Wine and cheese party at Devin Alley's. Devin and Alley, of course, the folks who just are buddies who just got married. Uh, we did the big uh, bachelor party for Devin, uh, so we went to their house for a wine and cheese party. Which... I love the fact that they host wine and cheese parties. I do too, because they're the least classy. Yes, yeah, like, like we're, we're going to act like we're sophisticated, but everyone's going to bring beer and fucking greasy jalapeno poppers. And yeah. th- there was some spicy foods at that That party. pepper jelly was kick-ass, dude. Yeah. They, ladies and gentlemen, they had a pepper jelly made from the, uh, what was it? California Reaper. The, Calif- the Carolina, Carolina Reaper, Reaper, one of the hottest peppers you had to have a permit to buy them, and they made a pepper jelly out of it. And holy fuck, was it a delicious, b really spicy? Yeah. <laughs> have Have we mentioned how Devin and Allie got engaged? Uh, I doubt it. Um, on the front stoop of a stranger's house. Yeah, and this was when I was dating Michelle. Yeah. And Michelle allegedly had a connection to some Molly. Yeah. And uh, so we all got some one night. And 
<coughs> again, just wandering around Corvallis. And we were just wandering around Corvallis. Lost Devin and Allie. Little did we know that at the same time, while they were on Molly, Devin made the proposal. Just sitting on a stoop of a stranger's house, like, well, you know, we should just probably get married. And you know what? It's it. If it was anybody else, it'd be like, all right, are you sure that was a good idea? You yeah. were on Molly. And it's like, with those two, though, it's like, that was the time. Yeah. Like, if anything fits with those two, it's like, do it while you're on Molly. Like, yeah. it fits with your guys' profile. A, yeah. And that's not that's not a bad way. I'm no. saying That's one of my things that I like. I like having friends who are big into partying and, like, they don't want to have kids and they kind of want to live the way that they live now. And it's like, I want to be able to have friends that aren't trying to be tied down to the everyday yeah. rigmarole. Yeah. They just want to do what they want to do and have freedoms, but they want to do it together. So, yeah. that's like... And I think it's cool. More power to them. Yeah. But they had us over for a wine and cheese party. Yeah. And it got pretty wild. It got pretty, pretty wild. Quickly. We, uh, yeah, we were, we were drinking wine and beers and uh, taking tequila shots. Yeah, Harrison bought that. He was all bragging because he bought a $40 bottle of tequila. It was pretty smooth. It wasn't that smooth. After he won like 400 bucks. It was not like, that smooth. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty. It was, it was, it was okay. Yeah. Got me fucking drunk. Hell yeah. And... Well, and we were just planning on, we were just going to get drunk and then head out to see Devin and Allie's uh, DJ friend D- play. Yeah. Or DJ friend DJ. Yeah. <laughs> friend DJ. Yeah. But uh, at, at a pretty cool, like, outdoor yeah. little venue. Yeah. Uh, down on the waterfront. Under a tent. With all, everyone just wearing Babes, costumes. Man. Corvallis for Halloween is so fun. Any college town, but yeah, yeah. Corvallis. Just, you, you just walk around and everyone's wearing their costume. Everyone's in a good mood because it's Halloween, yeah. and you just get to fucking party. And Halloween have fun. to college town. Participate as long as you physically can. Yeah, and so we went down there, and they had like some boo juice, is what they called it. Boo juice. It was basically like a jungle juice type, just yeah. cocktail of nonsense. And they were charging five bucks a cup. Le- they were. It was like four. I, it might have been it was four. Cheap. I got so many of those fucking things. Yeah. And so we all got fucking. So we got fucked, fucked up there. there. Yeah, dance. Just dance. Dance. Just some trap music. Yeah. That like we enjoy, but it's not usually our thing. Yeah. So we're just out there fucking trapping it up with everybody. Yeah. They were like, they were like legit rave people there. Yeah. Like just looking to fucking party. So we did that for a while, and then we went up to fucking Harrison's. The Harrison's. Which trying is to get like in on some karaoke. Like a little, it's kind, it's pretty much a dive it's bar. It's a dive bar. It's more popular now than it used to be. Yeah. But it's a good little dive bar with some pool tables. Trying to get some karaoke going. It was decently late in the night, so they should definitely be starting karaoke. And then she goes, all right, we're going to take a one and a half hour break. Like, what? Who takes a one and a half hour no break? No fucking shit. You take 15 when minutes, maybe boys, a half hour When the boys match. are in town. When the boys are in town, you do karaoke. Yeah. So we're like, fuck this. So we get out of there, we all start walking towards Monroe, which is kind of the main bar street in Corvallis for the most part. Yeah. And uh, it's like, we're going to go to Claude's, which is kind of the popular, it's one of the classic hangouts of Oregon State. Yeah. My parents used to party there. It got Big Buck Hunter. Yeah, you gotta it's go. got Big Buck Hunter. You gotta go there. And so we uh, we went there, the line was just ridiculous, so it's like, we'll go to Impulse or Sancho's, the Mexican bar, or the dance club. Where you get the Sancho special that just fucks you up. Yeah. So we went up there. You guys didn't Dude, come with us. No, we just like just kept walking. We just like left. I was I was in a great mood and I was and I I feel like I remember you guys going. I don't think I want to go or let's go somewhere else. And I was like, fuck it, let's keep going to the bars. So me, Harrison, Fluff, and Nicole went 
and started drinking at Sancho's. We sat out on that balcony on the on the that thing on the back. My favorite thing is the guy tells you, like, there's people throwing ice. Yeah. Make that stop. But he was angry. And Harrison part. like looks and was like, oh, I won't stand for that. I'll I'll put a stop to it, and, like anyone would do. Yeah. But clearly it doesn't matter to us. And the guy just like gets really excited. Oh, thanks, man. That's awesome. And then Harrison, what's he do? Throws. Goes out there and immediately there. starts throwing more ice than anyone yeah. else. Well, and here's the disgusting thing that I did that night. That's which not is, that disgusting. It's not that disgusting, but it's... When you're drunk, it's... Yeah, it's well, that's a good point. Justifiable. Well, I had... I still really have zero problem with it, but everybody kept telling me that I was disgusting, so yeah. maybe I am. But uh, we were just sitting there, we were pretty drunk. And the guys that were there before were there briefly, and then they left, and we took their seats. And they left nearly full Sancho's Specials and AMFs. Audios motherfuckers, I assume those are everywhere. Um, and so it's like, I'm just going to chug half of this. Yeah, well, it's a shame to waste it. It is a shame to waste it. It was it, it was a big glass. It was like a twenty ounce glass. Th- those are like eight dollar drinks or like ten dollar. Like yeah. if you have to, because you have to spend a minimum on your card. So if you go there and you only want one drink, it, you have to get a Sancho special because yeah. that's the only thing that costs the same as the minimum. So you fucking get one, and then rarely do you drink the whole thing because they're huge Cause you and they're just filled with booze. Yeah. It's basically. A gigantic Long Island iced tea. Yeah. But even maybe worse. But even maybe worse. And it's fucking huge. Yeah. So, so you drink one of those. And I drank, yeah, it. half, maybe a little more than half. We just kind of chugged it there on the spot where we were drinking our other drinks. And then uh, we're like, all right, we're going to get out of here. Impulse line is too long. So as we're walking home, um, I had to piss so bad. So, and I was like, I can hold it, I can make it, I can make it. And then eventually it's like, I'm not going to make it. I pretty much have to take a piss now. Yeah. So I was like, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I consider myself a relatively private person. Like, I, even if I was drunk, like, if I didn't have to pee that bad, I would have waited until we got back to Devon's. But I had to pee so bad that I was like, all right, there are a few people around, but I think I can sneak over and piss right next to this house. So there's this house on the corner. There's some bushes. So I went to piss in the bushes right next to the house. And right the second that I start pissing, this dude comes up to me like, dude, what the fuck? And I like turn around and I go, what? He's like, dude, are you taking a piss? I was like, yeah, I had to piss. He's like, dude, you pissed on my fucking house. And he like kind of starts pushing me. And then, you know, I still had the broken ankle. And so uh, I couldn't, I didn't really have a good way to defend myself because I wouldn't have been able to use my legs. Yeah. And so Harrison comes flying in out of nowhere. And just fucking shoves this kid. And it's like, and I didn't even finish pissing. I was half pissed and I pulled my pants up, buttoned them. And it's like, I'm going to hold this because shit's about to go down. Like we're about to get in a fight. (laughs) And I don't know what happened. But somehow between complete anger, the guy grabs me while I'm taking a piss. Harrison comes in, shoves the guy hard as fuck. He like stumbles back. And a little fuzzy at that point, but like. The whole thing just de-escalated. Then I'm we kept surprised walking. Harrison like would jump to action that quickly. I, I was too. Well, he said it was because he knew that I couldn't, like, since I had the broken ankle. I well, you have a broken myself. ankle and you're pissing. That's and a I'm hard. Pissing. That's a hard thing to defend yourself. That's a yeah. hard position to come back from. Yeah. So if I had been able-bodied, he probably would have let it slide. But nevertheless, it was cool that he jumped in. He just jumped just, in like just instinct. Shoved the guy. Yeah. And again, like. It completely de-escalated and we we're good to go. And uh, so, anyways, yeah, we get we finally make it back and 
then fucking apparently Devin and Allie just were fighting because Devin didn't want to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> Devin, did not want Devin to gets like belligerently drunk, and then you cannot. They become super social. You can yeah, you become super social, and you cannot get him to go to bed. Yeah. Even if you're like passing out, falling asleep, he will just keep talking to you. Oh no shit! And you're like, he can be completely passed out. He's still gonna be sleep talking. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, how like or like if you're watching a movie. And something funny happens and everyone laughs. Devin will be dead ass asleep. And you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, Devin, you don't even know what the fuck happened. Like, yeah, I do. Yeah. And then he'll be snoring again in a second. It's like, God, go fuck yourself, you Devin. Son of a bitch. Yeah. But uh, Corvallis, every time you go there, the next day, I woke up feeling so fucking just. I felt pretty good the next day. I just felt like I got beat up, dude. I made it a point to like drink more water, though. See, and so I, that I, definitely was, I got to the point where I was so drunk, I just came home and passed out. Yeah. So I didn't even think to drink water or anything. Yeah, that is... I just got hammered all of a sudden somehow. I woke up with a headache, and I think I took some Advil, but other than that, I was pretty much fine. I mean, we smoked weed. Then the whole next day was perfect. Awesome. I went to work. Russ left. The Watch girls went and got breakfast. Oh, the girls went and got breakfast. We for just us. watched football. Yeah. And fucking smoked weed and hung out as long as we could until Devin had to go to work. And I was like, all right, I guess we'll just go hang out and watch football and get high on dating now. Yeah. Fucking rough. But <laughs> it, I was so pissed when I realized that we all drove separately. Yeah. Because we all came after work or like whatever. Like we all just. We all left kind of staggered one hour apart. Yeah. But nobody was patient enough to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just like. Like, I assumed when I got there, everyone would be there already. I got there, and, like, a couple people were there, and a couple people showed up right after me, and it's like, we literally did not have to all drive separate. Yeah, I know. Which wasn't that bad for the drive there, but the drive home when you feel like shit. Yeah. It's like, I have to do this whole fucking thing by myself. Yeah. Just literally, it's a 45-minute drive that feels like an eternity. Yeah. The I drive, usually put on a podcast on the drive home. The drive from Corvallis to Dayton is exhausting. Well, the drive from Dayton to Corvallis is exhausting. It's not, though, because you're looking forward to some good times. The drive from Corvallis to Dayton... That's brutal. It's just, like, death. Getting out of Corvallis by itself is exhausting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That was Halloween 2017. I feel like... Uh, most... A lot of the people didn't dress... Like, Ian and Nat didn't dress up. Fluff didn't really dress up. Are you surprised at Ian and Nat? No. No. Fluff, a little bit. A little bit, but also I could see why. He yeah. just probably just got off doing something and had to get there. Like, but for Fluff, like... I guess he has a girlfriend now, so he doesn't need to, like, be participatory in dressing up yeah. to try to meet Alex somebody. as Snooky was fucking good. Yeah, our friend Alex, the, the chick, she's already super short... And so she dresses Snooky. She dresses Snooky. And like caked her face in orange makeup. It and was like funny as fuck. Got the poof in the hair. She yeah. looked excellent. It man. Was she fucking, nailed that it look. It was fucking funny. Yeah. Did Devin yeah. dress up? Yeah, Devin was Hugh Hefner. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he always just wears that robe. Yeah. He just calls that kid. I used to do that. I used to do Hugh Hefner for a while. Oh, it's fun. It's pretty fun. Now he's dead. Yeah. R.I.P. But, God, Corvallis, man. Best times, most hungover days. Yeah. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. But, hey, 
You got to party on. That's what this is Halloween. It. Yeah, that's why we love it. Yeah. It's the land of opportunity and how it belongs. That Cor- is. Core Vegas, baby. Really good time, Buzz. Always have been, always will be. Now it's time for our inspirational quote of the day. This week's quote brought to you by Billy Mays. Life's a pitch. Then you buy.